This is Game of Homes, a mid-pandemic podcast, a show about three self-isolating friends trying to stay safe, healthy, and sane. I am your host, Sean Barry, and I will soon be joined by two more awesome hosts, Elaine and Robin. We'll be talking about our new mandated reality working from home, the rigors of this treacherous COVID-19 pandemic, how we are navigating our way through it, the news surrounding it, and last but not least, using our favorite pastime, video games, as medicine to cope. You might be asking yourself, how is this all connected? Well, you'll just have to listen to find out. Let's go. And we're recording. Thanks. Hi guys. Hey, how's it going? Pretty good, pretty good. It's Friday night. Happy Friday. TJF. Week five of isolation. Is it, okay, now, is it week five? Did we, did we confirm that? So have we been working from home for five weeks or is it four? It's a good question. I don't know. I mean, well, it was uh, March sometime. Has it been four? I'm not sure. Let me see. I'm going to look on the calendar right now. I mean, four or five. It's been three weeks of March, part of April. And in March, either way, a month. I think. Do we start on the fifteenth, sixteenth of March? Because that would be one week. Then the twenty-second is the second week. Then first week of April is the third week. Last week would have been the fourth week, and now this is the fifth week. Yeah. That was a lot of math, but I think that was. <laughs> it's before. late. I want to do. Basically, we started right in the middle of March, and that oh. was three weeks of March, and then we've had three weeks of April now. So. Yeah. Yeah. Five weeks, I guess. <laughs> yeah, okay, end of, the end of, yeah. Yeah. It's come by I, I, I don't even remember what it's like to, like, be in the office. It's been, it feels like it's been forever. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's strange. I was in there today, yeah, then um, Christina was there for a little bit, and then Phil came by later, and, uh, yeah, it just, it's weird when there's nobody there, you know? Yeah. But I think we're all moving, though, which is funny. <laughs> I think for us, it feels longer than however long it would feel for other people because we actually did work from home for either part weeks, whole weeks, or on and off days. Yeah, true. Yeah, that's a yeah, that's a very good point. Right. Maybe. Every everyone else had a a full like a a hard start, whereas we were already trickling on work from home schedules. That's true. Yeah, I'm glad. I'm glad I had a machine at home already with VPN set up because it, yeah, it was easier for me to transition. Yeah, yeah. same. Yeah, same for me. Um, it's been a pretty smooth transition. So, um, but yeah, you you raise a good point, Elaine. Like we've been the three of us. We've all been working from home in some capacity. Uh-huh. Obviously, Elaine, you long probably the longest out of all of us i think right oh yeah yep <laughs> i love how you I mean, say like, probably like it's not a fact or something <laughs> because it is a fact 
It is a fact. Thank you. Thank you, Sean. The longest out of all. Like, when did you move? You moved how long ago? Uh, 17. Is it 17? Wait, did I say 17? No, that was a lie. I think, I think. Couple years ago, because that's when two I two years ago. No, has it been two years? Two years, at least, at least two years. Because yeah, you moved before I moved to Pickering here. So yeah, but yeah, it's been two, maybe two and a half years. Yeah, yeah. And when did you start working with us? Uh, good question. To twenty seventeen. Because yeah, I was gonna say you worked with us for a bit, and then you moved, and then you started working with us remotely. Maybe a year later, or maybe. okay. So it's 2018 that I moved. Then I think so. A couple of years. Yeah, been here two years. I think. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Because I started, or I came back. Mm-hmm. However, you want to look at it. Uh, 2017, right? Yeah. yeah. Middle of 2017. No, I no, I started 2017. That means you started 2018, and I moved a few months after working with you. Oh man, right, that's right. Yeah, because I was sitting in the old seat. And then Sean came and sat beside me. <laughs> I remember. Oh, yeah. And then um, our friend Anna was on maternity leave. And then remember, she was coming back. And then we did a video. Hey, welcome back. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, it's been uh, time flies. You know, I remember it's just funny because I saw on LinkedIn yesterday, it said, congratulations to Sean for being at Mark for two years or three years or something. Oh, yeah, that's like two years and one month. I'm, I'm actually looking at my LinkedIn right now. Yeah. 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 April, April 2018. Yeah, that's right. But he's been with the whole company for uh, years. <laughs> yeah, longer, like seven, so yeah. seven years. Right? I think with LinkedIn, as soon as you change something on it, it thinks you started a new job. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It should really lump it together. But mm-hmm. yeah. Um, it's funny. But uh, yeah, so yeah, here we are. I, I just Wait, here hold on. Been- T.O. T.O. Yeah. T.O. We didn't even start with an intro, guys. Oh, what do you mean? Well, I oh, I'm I'm gonna do an intro. I'm gonna do a separate intro. Don't. What intro do you want to do? Oh, uh, you're gonna do a separate separate intro. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. welcome to the thing, it. and here are three hosts: Elaine, Robin, and Sean. Like that. Welcome to Game of Thrones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, wait, we just like trickled on about calendar days and everything. <laughs> We're freestyling. There's no right or wrong. We're freestyling here. Don't worry. Okay. We're have some Game of Homes mm-hmm. animation logo thing at the beginning. Okay. <laughs> On a yeah, podcast. I, 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 I have some, <laughs> have some music picked out and everything. Don't you worry. I was going to do the intro and all that. Oh, cool. Okay. Into, then into like the three of us. But uh, I mean, yeah, no, go ahead. Go Not ahead, good. <laughs> I was just asking. <laughs> And your three hosts, Sean, Elaine, and like, like a game show. It's like almost like game show music. <laughs> For the game of homes, almost like a game show, but without the show. Just yeah. Can some we still game. can we steal the theme from Game of Thrones and alter it somehow? <laughs> We have to pitch it up. Play it backwards. Sounds like video game music, chip tunes or something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's a good idea. Run a filter, it makes it sound 8 bit or something. Yeah, like Final Fantasy 7. Like, yes. The original oh, sound. Man. So, how are we doing, guys? We're, we're well, like we said, we've, we've been working remotely for quite some time, but now we're being forced to work from home 
yeah. due to these this new reality. Forced to live from home, basically. Conditions of ours <clears throat> four or five weeks. I feel bad because slowly the companies are really hurting. Feeling, you know, slowly the companies are hurting, and uh, you know, now starting this past Wednesday, and from now on, they want to do uh, I can't remember what's called, but restaurants Wednesdays or something that, where you support your local restaurants by ordering food. It's something uh, like Boston Pizza and all the places want, or Swiss Alley. They want you to order on Wednesdays. It's like you know, takeout. I think it's called takeout Wednesdays now. So mm-hmm. everyone's starting to really come up with unique ways to try and keep going, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's true. I was at grocery store tonight and there's like, there's shelves that are just empty. There's no, I can't, I can't get any hamburger buns. <laughs> yeah. Really? I, I actually, that's so funny. I, we've been buying yeah. hamburger buns like fiends over oh, here. Man. You know, for some I, reason I can't seem to find plum sauce. Yeah. Though. <laughs> that's all about you know, Sean's been buying out Robin's I buns. Because so. <laughs> I have the burgers, but I can't find any buns. And I actually bought bagels t- tonight so that we can have bagel burgers. <laughs> Sean, do you have burgers or did Robin buy all your burgers? I have burgers. I have burger buns. Uh, we have hot dogs and we have hot dog buns. Nice. And... Um, well, sorry. You know what? Let me back up. We actually make our burgers from scratch, so I'm not buying. Nice. You're looking to buy like frozen patties, like in a box. Is that that's right, Robin? What I have is I have the M um, and M's uh, burgers. Yeah, so they're they're pre made, um, and I I haven't done any burgers or anything all winter and spring. I just I needed propane for my barbecue, so I just refilled it a couple weeks ago. So I'm ready to go for the spring or summer. So I started buying hamburgers and hot dogs again, but I can't find the. I mean, I got some hot dog buns, but tonight there were none. Um, but I don't really need them again because we want to do hamburgers now. I couldn't get hamburger buns last week, and there's none tonight again when I went. The buns and the chips are all going, and and the diet Pepsi for some reason. <laughs> all the other pop was there, but not diet Pepsi. So certain things are gone, you know. Yeah, we can't find. I'm just trying to think now. We haven't been like I said. Plum sauce. What what else haven't I been able to find? Uh, pasta sauce sometimes. Oh, really? Uh, been able to find that. Uh, what else? Yeah, I think some staples. I, I know there's, there's other things. It's not coming to me right now. but Yeah, I know pasta is a big staple for everyone. But so, luckily in my store, there's so many kinds and so many sauces that there is stuff, you know. The toilet paper is starting to come back now, so that's good. It's just... Uh, my, my son toilet paper our, hasn't uh, really been an issue for us. What's that? I was just saying, toilet paper hasn't really been an issue for us. We've been able to find toilet paper. Yeah. Um, I was able to find diapers. Oh, sorry. Diapers have been... Yeah. Actually, diapers haven't been that much of an issue. Okay. Actually, we've been okay with diapers. Yeah, I guess it all depends where you go. I went I yeah. to go to Walmart tonight, and the lineup was huge. So I said, forget it. I went to Food Basics down the street where I usually go, and there was no lineup. I just went in, and it was fine. But... You know, they, they organize you when you pay, though, how you, you know. Yeah, we have a food basics here, too, right by us. And it used to be that you could just go in and out, no problems. Mm-hmm. But as of last week, last weekend, yeah, started to see lineups. Yeah. And then I went to, last weekend, I went to Highland Farms, which is a little bit further away. And there was, I waited half an hour in that line uh, to get in. So yeah, when I see a line, I just try somewhere else usually. <laughs> but yeah, 
I just, I mean, they, hopefully, you know what, actually, I talking to my dad, so, so both my parents live in Grenada, as you guys know, and uh, it's crazy down there. Like, they, they're on serious lockdown. I don't know if you've heard, Robin, anything about any of the islands, Jamaica, Grenada, or whatever, but in Grenada, they're on, like, serious lockdown. Even though they don't have as many cases yeah. of, um, of the coronavirus there, but they're on serious lockdown. They have a curfew. Like, oh, wow. you have to be in your home. I, th- I think my dad said something like 7 or 7.30, something like that. Like, you have to be in your home. Wow. Um, which is crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, but, it, like, they've been doing, my parents have been doing okay. Um, but he he told me he went to the grocery store. I think it was last Saturday or Sunday. Yeah. Um, and he waited almost <clears throat> I, I almost want to say four or five hours in the line. Like it, like that's how bad it is Wow, there. It's just crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Like I couldn't even, like I waited half an hour. He waited like almost four or five hours. Like, man, that's crazy. The new reality, man. Mm-hmm. I'm looking at Jamaican Gleaner right now. And it's had 20 more COVID cases pushed a tally to 163 in Jamaica. But I don't know how many deaths, but ironically, also in the headlines is three dead, one injured in Kingston, Jamaica shootings. <laughs> Great. Oh, boy. Yeah. Kingston's uh, always getting the bad rap. Elaine, how's your shopping been? Are you ordering online? Do I look like someone who shops for groceries <laughs> or someone who uses Uber Eats? So all those local restaurants got all my business. I am supporting all of them. Wow, that's good. Oh my goodness. You I'm sure you guys go into the grocery store. <laughs> well, I, I personally don't. Uh I am like a hundo red percento um isolated socially. Um very responsible with my distancing. Uh, do not step out of the house. Um, but yeah, other other people, other other residents at this location, <laughs> do do the shopping for me. <laughs> and yeah, they they uh, they have to go into lines, especially you know big big stores like Costco. Um, and uh, you have to you have to get get in at certain times. Um, to uh, bypass those lines. But apparently, I learned recently, maybe a week or two ago, um, pro tip, if you are a healthcare worker and have a physical ID, you can bypass those Costco lines. True, true. Yeah, some stores are doing that. Like they have the seniors hour and the essential workers hours. Yeah. Or- oh, hours? Oh, no, this one is like you, you can go anytime. As long as you have an ID, you can just bypass the lines. That's awesome. Yeah, perfect. So all the pharmacies, right, and the grocery stores, uh, like when they open, that first hour is for seniors, I think, right? Or is it just, is it all of them or is it just certain ones? Do you guys know? Um, I guess it's certain ones. I'm not sure. but I think it's just, yeah, just certain ones. Especially Shoppers Drug Mart and those kind of places where seniors need to get their prescriptions, whatever. It's good because seemingly in the news, they're the most susceptible to catching it. So it's better if they're not around everybody. Um, and, and then they can get their stuff done early and not wait in line, like an hour long lineup, like some of the shoppers have. And, um, yeah, so they can just go in and out and not worry about interacting with too many people and not worry about lining up. So that's really good. Do you guys have masks? 
Yes. Got, Elaine's got her mask. Robin, you got your mask? No, I don't have one. I don't I don't wear one. I should. You both know I got my watchdog's mask that, I, <laughs> yes. that I'm wearing now. That's You're awesome. wearing it now? Well, no, no. Well, sorry, not right now. <laughs> but I'm now as in like as of the last time I went. Okay, out. okay. I thought you were using it as a makeshift uh, mic padding or something. <laughs> I guess that's the thing is, you know, like a good mask and whatever, M93 or whatever is medically uh, a certain way. But I'm, I'm surprised that some companies aren't taking advantage of branding masks or something. I don't know. You know, PlayStation masks or something, or or even it would be creepy to have someone put those t- a mouth on it or those teeth that like from that Stephen King horror movie, whatever. Ah, uh, yeah. There's actually again controversy on that. Um, I think all that has been uh, changing um, recently because of the increase of like people using masks and and the whole rhetoric on using masks. So just a little uh, background info on this is uh, when this whole thing started, uh, um, the medical leaders of the country uh, were saying, do not use masks because uh, you actually uh, touch your face more often to adjust it, et cetera, et cetera. Like it doesn't protect you. Um, but then lo and behold, like two, three weeks ago, they took that back. They said, oh, no, never mind. Do use masks because it does help. Right. So, so that's, that's like a two part thing. So part one was like no masks. So what was happening was people who were selling masks, but not medical grade ones, they were getting backlash on the internet or, or like even their physical stores saying like, why are you selling these? You're misleading people to use masks. So a lot of people were banned from selling it. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, like, for example, like Etsy, right? Like people like would craft like the mask that you're talking about, like with like the mouth and the teeth or like a smiley face or oh, okay. uh, branded. They they had to take their their um, like pr- like uh, their stock out um, just not just to like specifically not mislead people that they're medical masks. But like, hello, it's a smiley face, right? It's not medical. Anyway, so now they're because the rhetorical rhetoric has changed. Um, they're saying, please, anyone who can make masks, please make them. Right. Why not? Right. I mean, you know, we all take our chances with wearing whatever we're wearing. None of us, and actually they don't want us to use medically, um, proper masks because that's, we should save those for the essential workers. Right. But if you, if I choose to wear a mask with a smiley face on it, that's my prerogative, right? Like nobody should right. tell me to make a mask like that or to wear a mask like that you know as long as you're wearing a mask right right but that's that's rhetoric now though right like this is in north america uh this paradigm shift has only recently happened right to for for the commoners to wear masks whereas before it was do not wear it because you're more susceptible to touching your face and infecting yourself yeah yeah, i remember i remember hearing that and i I think they said i haven't investigated but i think the government was saying yeah you can start wearing them now and i think they're going to put up something about how to even make it in my home if you wanted to, but I haven't told that. Yeah. But, uh, so yeah, like even if you don't make masks, so like a simple bandana, like your your right. fancy pants one, right, right. Well, like watchdogs yeah. one, yeah, yours. Yeah, <laughs> it's better than nothing, right? Hundred <laughs> percent. Any protection is better than zero. Yeah, I haven't. And then, anything, but mm-hmm. I heard someone say on uh, 
on a podcast that I listened to that uh, they they weren't wearing masks for the longest time. And it got to the point that when they went to the store, they were starting to get dirty looks from other people who were wearing masks. And, yeah. and I mean, I, I haven't experienced that for myself, but I mean, it's getting to that point now. It's like, it's true. Yo, dude, what, what are you doing? Wear your mask. Like <laughs> it's true. Cause I, I went grocery, I go grocery shop. I don't wear any gloves or any masks, but when they walk in, they squirt, they squirt your hands. And then when I leave, I ask them to squirt my hands again. Um, and, but yeah, I, you know, I'm totally conscious of not touching any fruit or anything, <laughs> you know, like if, if I want that apple, I'll grab it and take it right away. I'm not going to like go through them or something. And, um, right. and yeah, and it does feel weird. Cause I, there's a guy, when I walked in, he was uh, packing his car. He had the mask on, he had the gloves on and everything. I'm like, here I am with nothing. <laughs> um, you know, it does feel weird when you see everyone, not everyone, but maybe half the store was covered and half wasn't, but yeah, it does feel weird, you know, to not do it. Yeah. You're seeing it more and more for yeah. sure uh-huh. or, or i have been like it used to be maybe only a few people were wearing it yeah wearing masks at the beginning and then as the weeks pass yeah more and more people are wearing it you're seeing people wearing them in their cars while they're driving uh-huh. which yeah. i mean i don't personally i don't i don't know if you need to wear it in the car but <laughs> I mean, whatever, like, do, do you do whatever you got to do right you like, want to cough on your it makes you feel more comfortable sure but uh yeah well, I've yeah. seen people before this whole thing happened walking downtown or, of course, you see it in China or other countries, people wearing masks. I was, I was thinking, like, that's so strange. You know, what are you doing? You know, but uh, here we go. Now it's the norm. And when I, even when I go out for my walk or my run every night, it's it's just weird to see other people because then when you do, you have to go all the way around them or one of you has to go on the road or it's so strange. And I usually if I'm jogging or whatever, uh, people, someone will move out of my way and I'll, I'll wave, you know, just wave to say thanks, but also wave to say hi. <laughs> Hi, you're the first person I've seen all day. <laughs> so, and then usually they way back too. So it's just nice to actually see people every day a little bit. You know, it's so strange. <laughs> they even have those uh, in grocery stores. They're they're trying to direct traffic, and they've got like the arrows taped on. I don't know if you guys are seeing this. Yeah, yeah. They yeah, the arrows taped on the floor and. Mm-hmm. You know, they've got the markers on the on the floor as well. You know, you got to stay, the thing is two meters apart or whatever it is. But the whole, the arrows and the directing traffic thing, it's like, not a lot of people really follow that. And even I myself, I'm going against, I'm going the opposite direction and not really following. And then I'm always, you know, I'm always kind of tripping over myself. Like, oh, no, I should go this way. And yeah, I did that today too. Yeah, same thing. Yeah. Like, okay, oh, my God. And I'm like, oh, wait, the arrow's the wrong way, so let me get what I need and turn around and go back to the other way. <laughs> <Or> one way. <laughs> oh, then, no, I went the wrong way. Let me just get this pasta sauce. Right? And then turn around. Because you don't want to cross someone. You want to stay to get, you know, in one line kind of thing. And then now what they're using is they're using the pallets of food or soup or whatever to make, like, barriers now so that at the food basics where I go, you know, instead of lining up to, you know, till one, till two, till three, you – they force you to go in one big line and, and give each other space between. Um, and then they call you over. So now they, they have like pallets in the middle of the floor to form like a, a barrier now. So you have to go around it to line up to go to the cash. So I have a question for you guys, because it sounds like in public, you two are actually pretty lax with PPE, right? Like even though you are physically very aware spatially of where you are you're you're trying to pick up only things you need you're not you know, i'm gonna assume you're not sneezing everywhere yeah, yeah. um 
But what about when you take those items home? Are you like, how, how intense are you guys? Do you guys scrub down your apples? Hmm. Good question. I haven't been, to be honest. And I, and that's not what I've been hearing that you should do. I, I know some people have been, they're like scrubbing down their, their food and doing all that kind of stuff. We haven't been, I, I, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I, never really, I guess I should do it. I don't know. I never really thought about it. But I mean, whenever I have an apple or whatever, I always wash it. I always wipe it off and dry it. But probably not um, super thoroughly, I guess. And Yeah. No, cause, uh, because uh, I know that there are some people, they when they bring groceries in, they have like a sanitizing station. So the bags of groceries, they, it comes out of the bags in a spe- specific way. If uh, the food, like say, uh, like berries are in the tray, they carefully take the berries out without touching the outer side of the tray, and wow. then like they they process the food by stare like sanitizing it before it goes into their kitchen. Uh, can there be too? How would you, how would you sanitize? Like for example, like you buy fruit, how would you sanitize? Uh, it? I believe Just- they use soap and water. Oh, okay, okay. A little toothbrush? (laughs) It's pretty intense, but apparently that's what they've been doing. So, like, their bags, they can't chuck it, they wipe it down with Lysol. Wow, yeah. I never know, you know, I have my reusable bags I use every week. I should spray them, I guess. I never really thought about that. Yeah, there was one, they're actually discouraging you from using the reusable bags at at certain grocery stores, I've, I've noticed. Uh, and then and waiving the five or ten cents fee, whatever it is, to buy like the the plastic ones. Uh, that's they've been uh, waving that. They're just, they're just giving them to you now to then discouraging you from using the fabric bags. But uh, that makes sense though, because it protects not yourself but uh, the workers who have to pack your groceries as well. Yeah. See, that's what I was gonna say. Is I, I have boxes actually. They pop open into boxes. I got them at Loblaws. They're awesome. That's what I use. And um, I was going to say, with me bringing my own, I don't have to interact with the cashier at all because she doesn't have to give me any bags. Even if she's wearing gloves, she doesn't have to give me any bags. And, and they definitely don't pack my stuff. I pack my own stuff. So she just scans the stuff and it comes, or he or she, comes down the, the aisle and I just put it in the boxes myself, put them in my cart and nobody touches anything. And so that's the thing. I'm, I prefer not to buy bags anyways, you know, because it's only me touching my own box, you know. That's true. But yeah, you know, that's the thing. There's about, a way to think about it. What about you, Elaine? Are you are you scrubbing down? No, I don't do groceries. What am I scrubbing? <laughs> He's eating out. I'm surprised you trust uh, eating out. Are you scrubbing down your takeout? Yeah, am I, am I scrubbing food? it down? Um, actually, we uh, we haven't. Um, just take it out of the outer plastic bag and then just chow down on it. <laughs> I was going to buy, uh, buy someone at Starbucks today. And she was saying, um, I said, would you drink Starbucks if it was at your door, right? Meaning I would bring it, but I didn't say that. But then she said, um, I don't know. I wouldn't trust the driver. What if his fingers touched the lid? <laughs> so it's the thing is, you know, even ordering from someone else, how do you know who's touched what? I don't know. Yeah, that's definitely full trust. Um, I believe they were also saying like these health experts. There's that well, but this was a health expert's personal opinion, not like an official factual uh, article publishing opinion, which is uh, where you get like a takeout beverage. Uh, it's better to keep it lit off. That's what she's saying. I'm just, and then she's she's saying lit off because when they apply the lid their entire hand has to go over the the entire lid on all sides to put even pressure to close it firmly. 
So that's like full hand contact on the entire cup lid. As a society, how are, how is this how is the world ever going to recover from this? Because even when we're so called clean or we have the vaccine or whatever, we're all going to think differently of everything now. You know? Yeah, we're all, we're still all going to avoid each other. We'll just be so used to it, like we'll just avoid. <laughs> each other. It's, I mean, it's- you're going to get a coffee and you're going to think of that. Oh, that person's, how do I know that person's hands are clean? You know, they touched my lid. I don't know. I mean, this is actually funny because uh, Ollie brought up, uh, brought this up recently. Um, he was saying, you know what, Elaine, uh, me being a germaphobe, right? he was like, you know, now this is like your perfect world because this is a germaphobe's world. Yeah. And we're all living it. I'm like, yep, you're all living in my world. <laughs> you all know how I feel now when I see someone touch my coffee lid. <laughs> it's like Howie Mandel. He, he was always a germaphobe. He, he never liked to touch, shake hands, whatever. And he's probably thinking, you see? <laughs> there you go. All those videos, where 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 did that hand touch? Where did where did that stuff come from? Yeah, exactly. This is yeah, this is a germaphobe's uh, justification of being the way they are, I guess. <laughs> This is what they were afraid of, and this is what happened. You know, that's funny. It's not from shaking hands or anything. It's from like droplets. You know, coughing, sneezing, breathing. I don't know. Right, but like, okay, what if someone coughed on their sleeve, and then someone yeah. did like a like a swipe on their sleeve, unknowingly, yeah, well, right? Like, oh, there's dust on my sleeve. Yeah, I mean, if they coughed in their hand, which is what people have been for years saying, don't do that anymore. But yeah, if someone coughs in their hand, now it's on their hand. So yeah, I mean. Right, right. But like, what if it's coughing to your elbow, but then later, let's say half an hour later, you're like, oh, look, there's a piece of lint right on that spot and you pick it up. And then now that snot uh, yeah. particle is on your hand. Right? It's true. Wash your hands, you guys. Have, you have wash your hands every like 10, 15 minutes. <laughs> just keep good- under running water at all times. Hands until they're just dry and crackling. What? I mean, at home, I don't wash my hands so much. I mean, I wash my hands, but not for 20 seconds every single time when I'm home. But when I go out, as soon as I come back from anywhere, then yeah. even with the kids, I'm like, hey, guys, go straight to the washroom, wash your hands for 20 seconds. You know, Is that what it is, 20 seconds? Or I, or I heard you're supposed to sing like a song two times or something, or something like that, 20, 30 seconds? It's 20 seconds. Is that the official time? Um, yeah. I believe all you people forgot about kindergarten. Because yes. it's, this is not a new thing, right? You sing the right. alphabet yeah, <laughs> to wash your hands. Oh, is that what it is? From A to Z? Uh, yeah. yeah. A to Z? Yeah. yeah. And it's the same song as Birthday, same song as like Twinkle Twinkle. Like they're all all the same, same. We are super. So here we're very, Michelle and I, we're very diligent about the hand washing for sure. So that's even like every time I come in, she's like, without fail, did you wash your hands? Did you wash your hand? Like, good. It's all. Driving yeah, me crazy. Right. So, like, yes, I washed my hands. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, so, you know, we do that for sure. We, you know, we're still, we still get takeout from time to time. And then, you know, like if we order a pizza or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, we'll, we'll, we'll bring it in and we'll, you know, we, we take it out as best we can out of the box. And then we, we just try to get rid of the box, you know, as fast as we can. I usually just put it back outside until later on I put it in recycling, but so we'll, we'll do that. We try to take it out of the containers, but we're, you know, we're not, well, you can't wash your pizza. So I mean, (laughs) that's actually smart. But basically with, with, with hot foods, the, what I heard, we haven't done this, but what I recently heard with like hot foods, 
just um, reheat it again. You know, whether you microwave it or stick it in the oven, reheat it again. And, you know, that'll just kill off any germs or what have you and and should be fine. And then just get rid of the containers and the packaging as soon as you can. And then wash your hands. Okay. Um, I mean, that I kind of get, but but like just semantics, um, viruses are already, like they're not living, so they can't be dead. Mm. Really? Yeah, they're yeah, they're not they're not alive. Bacteria and you know, bacteria or so-called germs. Yeah, they're they those are alive. Hmm. Okay. Uh, have, you, have you guys watched the video? I mean, there's a lot of videos out there, but there's a doctor, an Asian doctor, talks about half an hour, and he has like a blackboard. And he's very like to the point. I don't know if you've ever seen it, but he's really good. And yeah, he explains how what happens when the, it gets inside of you and it attaches to your lungs, and he say says. He, speaks scientifically but he explains it you know down to earth but i I didn't realize it's not alive but i guess the way it attacks your your lungs and everything you know it's pretty crazy so what are our do you guys have any predictions what what do you think what do you think we're like they said what they say on the news like kids aren't going back to school i think they were saying was it may something but that's not the case now right it, it was going to be beginning of April, then it was beginning of May. Now they said it's not beginning, going to be beginning of May, but they haven't said when yet. And they still haven't yeah, canceled the year, which, you know, it's going to happen. You know, There's only May and June, you know. And, yeah. You know, are they going to go back to, yeah. <laughs> for June for one month, maybe? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Or, or, or are they going to extend it into the summer? You know, maybe they'll have school in July and August for once. I don't know. That would be crazy. I don't, I, I don't think teachers would like that. <laughs> you know. Especially because the teachers when, are working now, trying to come up with um, stuff for them to do. So it's not like the teachers aren't working right now. So I don't think they're going to want to work through the summer as well, right? That's true. So, yeah, it's been two weeks of online schooling, and uh, we, you know, the principal at the, ki- the school my kids go to is really good, and he emailed said, well, "I can't believe it's been two weeks. It's been going well. He's been monitoring all the online things, and you know, it's it's good. You know, it's just a little exercise for their brains every day." You know, if they were just lounging around all day long, it would be horrible. So, you know, an hour of work just for them to think about math and English and all that is good. Have you, so you've seen the, so Robin, you've got three kids. Right. Yeah. And have you, you've seen the, the, the homework that they're getting and. Yeah. Cause Elaine knows <laughs> cause I try to yeah. do work work while they're doing their homework uh, beside right. me on the other computer. And, um, you know, I'm always trying to help them. I'm always helping them out cause they always have questions, but yeah, no, I mean, they, the teachers will post things on Google Docs. That's what the TDSB uses. And um, they go to their name and their teachers posted stuff for the day. And, you know, the teach- so far the, the teachers have been making it fun. There'll be like a video here. Watch this video and then tell me what the story is. Or, or you know, my daughter's teacher, she's actually had her kids on with her and said, here's something about money. And they'll show a little, you know, video about counting money. And then, then my daughter will have questions, you know, okay, so how would you do $2.35? You know, what? coins would you use for that or whatever and stuff like that so they've been making it fun you know it's been good it's not like hard work like it's not like it is hard work but it's not work um that is boring to them or anything right right so yeah it's something something to keep them busy and just something better than nothing yeah my oldest one's in grade eight so he has more ongoing projects which is kind of cool for him because you know he's gonna be in high school next year and um it's more like okay here's something you that needs to be done in two weeks so he gets to go on it's not like there's a new 
exercise for him to do every day. He just goes on and sees what the updates are, and then he can work on his projects at his own time pace, I guess. Just kind of grown. I feels. I think he feels kind of grown up doing that. You know, it's kind of cool. That's nice. Mm-hmm. He is growing up, though. He's going to be in high school mm-hmm. next year. That's a lot more projects in high school. <laughs> I know. I'm, I'm trying to prepare him, and that's what I feel bad about is that he's missing the whole second half of grade eight, which I, I don't know exactly, you know, if that would prepare him. But yeah, I keep telling him grade nine will be different. I mean, where he goes now is junior high, so he has a he has a locker and he has a schedule and all that. But yeah, you know, grade nine I think will be a more of an awakening for him because he'll have more homework. Because right now they still don't give a lot of homework. He doesn't come home with a lot to do. So <laughs> we'll see. Robin, how do your how do your kids um how do they feel about what's going on? Like I, I imagine you you probably talk to them or yeah, they, about what's going on or like how do they feel? Are they are they kind of scared? Are they Are they happy because they don't have to go to school? It is. It is like what? A little bit of everything. They're not really scared. I tell them every day we watch, you know, I tell them at 11.15, Prime Minister's on. I say, guys, you got to get off the PlayStation, whatever, because daddy has to hear the news, you know. Um, so then, then when, when I watch the Prime Minister, it's not like they hang around. They go, hey, they go upstairs and say, okay, tell me when you're done. <laughs> they don't really care. Um, you know, and yeah, they understand what we're doing. And I, I take them almost every day. We go for a walk now. We just, and we can't stop and play at the parks. So we take a ball in our, gloves and they throw the ball and play catch as we're walking down the sidewalk whatever and you know the sidewalks are pushed back enough from the roads so it's safe enough and yeah you know they will go on the grass in the park and throw the ball and run for it and then run back to the sidewalk again you know like we try not to hang out in the parks because you know the um people are out there giving tickets which you know they don't want anyone to hang out in the parks but so yeah we go out for a walk every day and just do that kind of stuff and you know at some point they're usually like when we're close to home, they said, can we just run home? Because they just want to go home and play some more video games or whatever. But it's good, too. I'm like, yeah, go sprint because it's a good little bit of exercise for a minute, right? Just just a little bit of everything like that. But they, they enjoy it. They, you know, they enjoy just waking up whenever. And we've been going to bed way too late every night because it's like you know, watching movies and stuff. And it's almost like an early summer for them. But um, And, you know, like my grade 8, he's going to miss my, my son who's in grade 8. He's going to miss his grade eight trip this year, which would have been a big thing. And you know, it's something that you remember all your life. So, you know, sad about that kind of stuff, but they, they don't really, uh, not really upset about it. I mean, I think we all want to go over, but yeah. Where was the trip? Where were, where were they going? Um, when I was in grade eight, we went to Quebec and the choice for his class was either go to Quebec or go to Niagara Falls and more parents of, I guess, more families voted for Niagara Falls. I said Quebec because it's a good experience, but it was more expensive. So, um, so they, they, they assume, assume people voted Niagara Falls just because it was cheaper. And, you know, I thought, you know, we go to Niagara Falls once in a while, you know, what's he going to do there? But they had a whole curriculum. They have a, there's a company that sets up these things. It's not the school and they have a whole curriculum. So they were going to visit the museum with the butterflies and they were going to see the falls at night with the lights and maybe the fireworks. And they're going to go to the Ripley's museums and all that stuff. And they had a whole curriculum set up. So, it would have been fun. And just being away from mom and dad and just being with your buddies and hanging out is fun. So, Yeah. That was yeah, interesting that because you said, oh, it's a trip that they'll remember for the rest of their lives. And then I was trying to go into throwback mode and remember what my grade eight trip was. And it was taking me a terribly long time. Yeah, really, <laughs> it was, really, really. I, I'm torn between memorable and not memorable. But the answer was Niagara Falls. We went to Niagara Falls. 
okay, okay. So you did the Niagara Falls. I think mine was kind of memorable because we went to Quebec. So it was almost like going to another country to me, <laughs> you know, it was a totally different place from Ontario. But um, yeah, it was fun. Because again, when you go to Quebec as well, it's more like a two-day trip. Niagara Falls is a one-day trip. You stay overnight once. But going to Quebec, I guess we stayed overnight twice because, yeah, it's further, you know. Um, so it's just a whole weekend and it's just fun, you know, hanging out with people and being on the bus and it's a long trip and just fooling around and whatever. You know, I remember one girl that I liked loaned me her tape of Madonna and I had a Walkman. <laughs> so I listened to the whole Madonna tape on the way back. Yeah, I remember. And I never listened to Madonna normally, but, you know. <laughs> just for her madonna <laughs> yeah, yeah madonna grade eight love wow. exactly <laughs> i think if i remember correctly i think grade eight i think we went to ottawa was it ottawa you had the most boring trip then it <laughs> <laughs> was fun too though yeah I, I you know i don't even remember it to tell you the truth and then grade nine but no grade nine i think we went or no not i think i know we went to uh New York trip. Oh, fun. Nice. Yeah. Wow. New York. That's that made expensive. up for the Ottawa experience or that lack did. of experience. Oh, that totally did. No, that totally made up for it. Wow. For sure. Awesome. I remember when yeah. I was in Cubs, I guess. That's interesting. No, I just, yeah, I just, I wanted to ask about your kids, you know, because, you know, I often wonder, you know, what do kids think about? I'm sure they probably have mixed feelings. Yeah, they're happy, you know, school. and But at the same time, you know, I wonder if they understand the gravity of what's kind of happening out there yeah i mean and, I, I tell uh, them that i say you guys will have a story to tell your kids one day but yeah they don't really care <laughs> you know the only yeah. thing is they can't hang out with their friends but again technology makes it easier for everybody so they still talk on their phones with their friends and my daughter loves to play roblox online and she's talk playing and talking with her friends online like she would anyways just for more hours instead of you know hanging out with them for real but um you know, and then they still, uh, as the weather is getting nicer, they can still ride their bikes or, you know, just up around the, you know, around the house or uh, go on the sidewalk. My daughter just did some sidewalk chalk the other day. So there's stuff they can do by themselves without their friends, but it's still not like, you know, just sitting around. So, For me, I just really wonder about how this would impact them in the future because you don't see how it impacts them immediately. But there's a lot of factors in, you know, just raising kids that um, that will show up later, right? Like, for example, missing, like, what, what, would, what would this be? Like, three months if it's till June, three or four months of school? That's a lot of time for a, a child to stop, like, their full learning day or, like, you know, like, or to really truncate it. Um, and... And for like socialization, for example, right? Like this is the time when they're all making friends, going into like little, little cliques, like really getting to learn about themselves and about the friends and how to socially interact, right? And by losing out on all like these months of interactions, it could be like, it could be life-changing for some some kids. It's true. I mean, I think it's life-changing for, for a lot of people. I mean, having to being forced to live with your family, whatever, you know, um, can be taxing on people too. You just sometimes, you know, too much of seeing someone for too much is too much. Right? But <laughs> That's true. That's true. Remember the emo phase? Oh man. Imagine that. <laughs> um, so, you know, my, my, my kids, you know, I, I said, if this happened like 10 years ago, it would have been so different for all of us. I think working from yeah. home or te- 
then, you know, no text, you know, texting and the internet weren't as whatever as they are now. And, but even with my kids, yeah, they have their own devices. So they, they text each other and, you know, they still make TikTok videos or YouTube videos of what they're doing and they see, you know, they interact that way. Social media versus. Yeah. But, but that, well, there's like the positive side too, where, you know, maybe a a social media superstar will rise from this because they're so integrated with it now. (laughs) For sure. I mean, all the videos I usually watch, they're all changing. Cause it, it's so fine. To see, I'm, I'm actually interested in seeing everybody broadcasting from their home, all the celebrities, you know, Ellen and Jimmy Fallon. And, you know, and then just, you know, like I watch a lot of board game things and they're all board gaming solo now. It gets funny. Actually, solo gaming is a big thing now, <laughs> which I've always done. But um, a lot of people are like, well, what game should I play by myself now? But also they play, you know, through uh, media. So you can play games you know, you have a you have the game at your table. I have it at my table, and they're playing that way. And you know, so all the videos are changing about how to live in isolation. You know, like whether it's gaming or not, just what people are doing. You know, it's it's funny. It's all over YouTube. It's every video is you know coronavirus isolation living. You know, uh, getting your own home gym and working out. Here's some I've seen so many workout videos. <laughs> Here's a good workout you can do at home. You know. We'll never, we'll never leave our, our houses again. I think this wow. is the, <laughs> this is the new world, the new reality. We're just gonna, yeah. you know, we order our Amazon. It'll take longer for that stuff to get to us, but we'll order our Amazon. We'll get our groceries, everything, and we'll just work from home. And this is it. That's the yeah. only advantage I find is that I'm, I, I'm curious sometimes to order something, but it, I, you can't go to the store and get it really, unless it's something at Walmart, maybe if you want to line up. But even Amazon now is at Walmart are just insane. <laughs> but, like I just haven't even, I've even tried to go early and I just, I won't like the, it's like all down and around the parking lot and onto the street. Like it's oh crazy. I don't know how people are waiting. I mean, I guess if, if you need stuff, you need stuff, but yeah. how? like doesn't Walmart deliver? I th- don't, I thought they delivered <clears throat> like order stuff online, right? Can't you? Or what? For Walmart? walmart yeah. yeah yeah they deliver and then there's also the locker pickup and uh it depends on how early you go to walmart actually if you go first thing dead so you're gonna be first in line if you go first thing in the morning because a lot of people don't realize um maybe it's different for your local walmart so you might want to call them and check but some of them are starting to open at like 7 a.m and people don't know that but if you go at 7 a.m it's super quiet you can get anything you want mm. and i guess everyone's closing earlier now too but you know, I wonder if, you know, one thing I liked about Walmart was that they were always open later than everyone else. They used to be open till 11 or even over the holidays are open 24 hours or something. I wonder, they need people to staff the floors, but I wonder if they could open 24 hours. I mean, let people shop at three in the morning if they want to. I don't know. You know, why, why are they closing early, really? I don't know. I wonder if that would help. Maybe it's for the, like, like similar to the islands, right, where they have a cutoff time. But instead of cutting off, uh, mm-hmm. like having a curfew for people to go home, if they cut off the places that you can go, you'll be forced to go home. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, you're right. Exactly. That's true. Yeah. So it's forcing everyone to be home uh, at night in isolation versus trying to go out and get stuff done. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. Yeah, I, I just, that's the number one thing I'm curious about is two months, three months, six months, whenever we go back to quote-unquote normal, what is our new normal going to be? That's what I'm wondering. You know, Like now we all have team viewer on our machine. We can work from home. I mean, are they going to maybe say work from home nowadays or, or at least 
who cares about three sick days anymore? I mean, if you feel like you can work while you're sick, but now everyone has the possibility of working from home, you know, um, are they going to take team viewer away from us? Maybe when this goes back to normal because of security issues or whatever, I wonder, I don't know. How, how is team viewer? How, how, uh, I haven't been using it, but I, I know Robin, you use it. You know what? I use it during the daytime now, but a lot of my work I'm doing not during regular hours anymore. I mean, I'm doing it at night or, you know, yeah. even now I have something open on my computer ready to go. Cause I like when I work from home, I like that I can have something on the screen and you know, okay, I'm cooking dinner. It's going to take 10 minutes. I can sit down for 10 minutes and do something, save it and leave it on my screen and come back to it like tomorrow morning or whatever. Um, so a lot of time these days I'm working on one job at a time. So I'm actually doing VPN to download it and then I'm working offline. And then the next morning, okay, back to regular work hours, then I'll tell whoever I'm working on the job for that uh, I'll copy it over when I'm done. I still send them PDFs through Teams or email. I, and I just say, just be aware that those aren't on the server yet. You know, um, I will copy everything over later. And they're always like, yeah, that's cool. And <laughs> they don't care. But to work on TeamViewer like right now, why? You know, why would I do that at 11 o'clock at night? I might as well. Right, right, yeah. But during the daytime, I can understand. Um, and it is fast in the fact that you're working. It's, it's like working on your machine at work. So everything's fast, back and forth from the servers, no problem. Um, yeah, whereas VPN, you know, you download a, a job, it'll take five hours maybe or something. But um, that's the thing. So I'll, I'll download a job at night and let it take as long as it wants. <laughs> and then when I'm finished, all I have to copy back are the PDFs and the AI files, the fonts, whatever, not the whole job again. And um, yeah, so that's, you know, I'm doing a little bit of both, you know. So just curious then, uh, if TeamViewer is just as fast as working like at the office, at the studio, what's holding you back from just using TeamViewer like all the time? Because your, your TeamViewer is in its own window. And I guess I, I've set the window with everyone's suggestions on for, for speed. Um, so I've set the window to a certain resolution, which is not filling my whole monitor. It's 1920 by whatever. Oh, gross. And, well, <laughs> The, you know, every time you start TeamViewer, you, you can go and say best quality, but yeah. if you, it's not in the best quality. But even then, when you say best quality, it's still blurry. It's not sharp, sharp, sharp. So, I mean, mm. um, and as well, so just working within one little window and I have my, you know, my, my work order open in Acrobat and I have my Illustrator file and I, it's a lot <laughs> smaller area to click, click, click on everything um, versus, um, you know, and it's, it's you're working on a job within a window. Versus just a job on your desktop. And, yeah. you know, when it's on my desktop, okay, I have my Illustrator file open. I can, you know, close up the window a little bit to see my PDF or I can minimize that window. And, you know, I'm just working in the first person versus working through a window into another machine. It, it's hard to explain, I guess, but it's, it's not- very, you know, no, I, I get what you're saying. It's very, it kind of messes with your mind a little bit. You, always, you just always have to remind yourself that you're, you're working sort of within a window, a window within a window. Right. And and just like, I don't know if you guys get those emails, but we got the emails today about how to take screenshots. Things are different when you're working in TeamViewer. Um, to use the magnifying glass, you have to hit Z to pick the tool in Illustrator and then use a tool and then click another tool to go back to the arrow or whatever versus being able to use command spacebar. Um, and also... You almost have to retrain your brain. You have to retrain because like, shortcuts are a little different. Um, yeah. Screenshot thing as well. You know, you got to do it a different way. I mean, usually, again, I'll have something on my desktop, so I can just take a screenshot on my desktop 
and attach it to teams or whatever. Because um, I, w- I was releasing a job and I had to do a directory, but I couldn't, it wasn't, it wasn't easy to do a directory within the window on my work computer. So I had the file on my desktop, I did the directory, and then I was, it copied it to the server through VPN, and then it was on, it was with the job, you know, like it's just, just work around, just more to think about. So it's definitely awesome that we can do that. I just don't want to do it all the time if I don't have to. <laughs> makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Okay. That that makes sense of why why like all these nuances would prevent you from using it for long longer periods of time. Yeah, smaller window. It's not as sharp. Uh, shortcuts are a little different because you know you when you do a shortcut, your main computer that you're using thinks you're you you want to use it there, not in the team viewer window. So like uh, yeah, like taking screenshots. We'll take a screenshot of your team viewer window, not of the window in team viewer. <laughs> you know. Oh man, what a headache! <laughs> yeah. And with that, <laughs> let's let's move on to the next segment. Um, just to keep things moving here, just because we're running on a little long. So, um, yeah, the logic, uh, which I sent you guys, a little newsletter that I found that I follow and i was scouring the internet trying to find you know a news outlet or something that kind of did a nice little that did a nice little roundup of all you know covid19 news uh-huh. um and this is the so far the best one that i can find i'm gonna sort of keep looking but i kind of like this one they're canadian i think they're a small little outfit that works in out of toronto and um uh, yeah, so they, they do this daily. They do it, I guess they call it a COVID-19 roundup. And uh, so some days, um, some posts are longer than others. So this one's a really long one. <laughs> and we can kind of just gloss gloss over and just kind of skim through this real quick. But uh, I kind of, so far in terms of content, I kind of like, you know, what they, what they, what these guys do here. Yeah. Um, so Elaine, what so, did you find out when you read it? <laughs> What's that? I was asking Elaine, what did she find out while she read it? I know, Elaine, this is like, I think this is Elaine's territory. Oh my uh, goodness, guys. Put me on the spot here. Uh, what? what um, what is okay, positive? You know, I don't know what's positive here. Well, well, it's okay. It, it can be negative too. I mean, this is, it's, you know, I, you know, I want us to sort of discuss this stuff and go through. And so we're, we're, reading this we're pulling this off of uh the website is thelogic.co and they have all kinds of articles but uh at the end of the day they do a roundup uh COVID-19 roundup so this is the roundup for Friday April this what is it the 17th today days I can't remember yeah. yeah days are all blending into uh-huh. one another so we'll kind of quickly skim through this I think Elaine you had I know you had I think there's some stories here that maybe you wanted to touch on so you know, by all means, feel free if you want to kind of unpack and discuss something here that that jumps out at you. But I'll just uh, I'm just going to read the little bit of the the intro at the top here, and we'll just we'll just go down and we'll we'll try to get through this as quickly as possible. And I read like a second grader, so just uh, just bear with me. Okay, here we go. It's day 38 since Canada's 100th coronavirus case. The number of cases is 31,642 as of publication time, up 1,536 since yesterday, 
an 18% increase uh, in daily new cases from the three-day prior average. Uh, On their respective 38th day, uh, U.S. daily new cases were up 4% from the three-day prior average. The U.K. was down 15% in daily new cases from the three-day prior. And in Italy, new cases were down 20%. Uh, uh, let me just scroll down a little bit. Uh, Wuhan revised its toll upwards by fifty percent. It said, "Sorry, Wuhan, China has revised its death toll upwards by fifty percent." Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the next little bit there, which is uh, which is interesting. In the span um, of eight days, the global death has increased from one hundred thousand to one hundred fifty thousand. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, I guess there's a lot of talk of of uh, their numbers in China and, and how truthful they're being with with you know their their death toll and things like that. Yeah. Um, so that that's that's kind of interesting. Our numbers well, here changed too. They they said they're going to start reporting how many tests have been done versus how many people uh, possibly have it, which is a different kind of a number, right? Because sometimes people get tested more than once. And so they're going to right. know how many tests they're doing versus how many people. How many people? Okay, yeah, yeah. Which is a weird number. I mean, when you do statistics, um, you'll learn that there's many ways of reporting numbers, and and just just different countries reporting their own numbers. If you actually die, delve into where their numbers are coming from, is it people tested? Like they? Sorry, let's back up. So basically, every nation has its own definition of like infected yeah so infected uh i'm not gonna like list out the countries and and their definitions specifically because i don't have it right in front of me but like for example one country would say this person is going to going to be counted towards the tally because they are visibly uh symptomatic Uh but another country might test uh, a person who's asymptomatic and also include them, whereas country A would not. Right, so right. therefore, there's already uh, uh, like dirty, dirty data um, yeah. of reported uh, infected. It's not, yeah, it's not consistent with how from country to country or whatever. Yeah, and they're, I guess, um, they're trying to make it more consistent now. But as they are doing that, all the numbers are going to skyrocket, because. Uh, the the other the other sec the other part of it is there's there's a people that you don't test right so if you have a say a population of one million people and you only have two thousand tests uh, and they and and you you can only test two thousand people you can say oh the only two thousand people are infected right. potentially but but act- in actuality it could be like half of the population. And like, there's so much tug and pull uh, with these reported numbers that I don't, I don't even know if uh, <laughs> uh, if we can even use it as a basis anymore. I, I've just been reading so much about um, different countries and the reported numbers, and uh, there's so much uh, what was it like debate on it? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's true. We, it's true. We're testing people that way. We know if we need to isolate them, I guess. But you know, I'm really hoping scientists around the world can figure out a vaccine pretty soon, because 
okay, they're positive, then what? Then, you know, and look at these, these seniors' homes. They're just crazy. So right. there's a home in Scarborough close to me that uh, I think all the residents are infected. And um, one of the workers died yesterday. So now the workers are afraid, you know. So it's just like, man, what do you do? Yeah, it's scary. Especially as a worker, I can't blame people for wanting to walk out or leave, you know, wherever they're working sometimes. Right. But then there's the caveat where if you're an essential worker and you walk out, then you won't be eligible for um, the government's help. Yeah, I know. I know. I mean, it's a... <laughs> Is that right? Yeah. It's, it's, a, it's a terrible thing. Um, what can you do, right? You're forcing them to work, basically. Yeah, yeah, it's it's putting them against their will to work for for you, putting their lives at risk. Yeah, wow. Because we can't have everyone everyone walk out; otherwise, what we're in trouble. But you know, like I get to stay home and do a podcast with you guys while there's people at the hospital right now, working most of mostly working because they want to help, not because they're being forced to work. But people yeah. in the front lines risking their lives every day, and I get to stay home and play video games and board games <laughs> to to keep myself safe, right? You know, so it's a it's a catch twenty two. What do you do? You know, we th- that's why we're very thankful for what frontline people are doing for sure. Hundred percent. Uh, so that's why, however you can, they support them. If they got their ID to go into Costco or uh, like let them cut the line. Exactly. Yeah. Like exactly. they've earned it. Yeah, I've seen in other parts of the world that they're you know hitting pots and pans at 7 30 or something or when people go to where you see someone getting their car to go to work they're clapping for them or whatever and i haven't seen it where i live here but that's really cool you know just to applaud them and make them feel special man is that local here or just around the world globally it's globally but i i mean i think in bc they do it at 7 30 every night they go out in the street and they bang their pots and pans out for support and i keep waiting to hear about it happening here but i don't think it, it's happening I think Robin, should you should be the one. You should start it. You should start it. I should do it one right. day, but I just felt that would be weird. No, I can't do it. I'll make for Jacob, but get a shoe thrown at me. Shut up! <laughs> All the kids crying. The ones that are finally put to sleep. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, crazy. Uh, okay, moving on. Uh, let's see here. Uh, I guess this one's, I mean, it's all important, but I mean, we can't read all of this. We'll be here all night, but uh, moving on. Okay. Uh, plugging the gaps. Uh, Prime, Mis- Prime Minister, excuse me, Justin Trudeau on Friday announced Ottawa is adding $250 million in dollars in new money to the National Research Council of Canada's Industrial Research Assistant Program, IRAP. Say that three times fast. IRAP, uh, IRAP, IRAP. IRAP, IRAP. <laughs> Very good, Elaine. Uh, the moves the moves follow weeks of concern from innovation uh, economy executives and groups that many Canadian startups and scale ups were shut out of their COVID nineteen support measures, uh, such as wage uh, subsidies or or new credit facilities. Um, it continues. Uh, IRAP gives IRAP. <laughs> <laughs> IRAP. Um, it's like like Apple's version of like some sort of I don't know rap device anyway. Uh, gives Canadian firms uh, with fewer than five hundred employees up to ten million dollars in funding for technology development and commercial commer- commercialization blah projects. Uh, the new money will be available to pre-revenue startups 
and companies that haven't pre- previously used the program. Uh, Innovation Minister Nav Navdeep Baines said funding will begin will begin to be delivered in a matter of days, and that more than one thousand firms are expected to benefit over the next three months. Um, and it continues. I won't read. Hi. That. Okay. Let me just jump in and TLDR it for you. So basically, sure. what I was trying to say is that the government is putting more funding into. Uh, certain industries uh, just to get them uh, just to keep them going because the main reason is they don't want to lose uh, the talents that we have in our country or province or city because once uh, we are unable to uh, keep paying their their wages then they would look for work elsewhere. And you know, worst case scenario is they move out of the country and become expats, right? So they're really trying to hold on to these talents. And uh, that's why they're injecting a lot of money into, into these, um, these companies. And most, most of it is going into, well, and this, and this little article is uh, to startups. Okay. Good. Cool. Thanks, Elaine. No problem. <laughs> Simple English. Yeah, 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 for sure. Um, in case you missed it, okay, uh, moving on. Uh, in case you missed it, Canada Revenue Agency uh, Portal for Wage Subsidy applications will open on April 27th, and the tax and the tax department hopes to pro- uh, process those that don't require additional uh, additional review within a week. Officials told uh, Parliamentary Committee teleconference on Thursday evening. Um, All the market, all the uh, stock market stuff, I might just skip. Yeah. That's a little over my head, but I mean, if you guys like feel free, if I skip something you kind of want to unpack, just let me know. So I might skip that section. Uh, I was just going to summarize it. So it's just for the record. Um, so markets are going up just a smidge uh, in the North American markets anyways, like the Dow Jones, NASDAQ, S&P 500, and the TSX. So they're all actually up, um, which is really weird because it's the second week of consecutive gains, uh, but it's been going down uh, economically because of the unemployment rates are going <clears throat> up, right? People are getting let go. They're having like their hours cut. Um, yeah. and, uh, everything, everything looks like it's supposed to be going down, but the markets are going up, which is really, really weird. Mm-hmm. I know. Uh, I mean, so yeah. every day the yeah. minister gets questions of like, when are we going to restart the economy and all? And I know businesses are hurting and everyone's hurting with, you know, less hours or less pay, but, you know, we can't rush back to normal, <laughs> normal life, you know. And I, I think it was mentioned in one of our meetings was uh, we we don't want to rush back uh, to normal too quickly as well. Yeah. So like this jump start is like, is such an abrupt, abrupt thing that maybe it's not the best choice. Right? Maybe you want to do a smooth transition back in into like normal life and society. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Makes sense. I know the industry and stock market and gas, everyone's hurting, but like, we can't, it's our lives we're talking about. Lives are more important right now than, uh, you know, worrying about how much profit people are making or not making, you know. But that's the thing I, I'm hoping, you know, with 
our distancing and then with scientists working hard that it won't be too long and we'll, you know, can go back to normal soon ish. Yeah. True that. That's the thing though. Uh, we're being forced to be out of parks and all that, which is good because if they didn't force us to do these things then it would keep spreading. So it needs to slow down a little bit. <laughs> So I think the next section we should jump to is probably trace me on my cell phone. Yeah. Um, you want to read that one, Elaine? And um, uh, I'll, <laughs> I'll TLDR it with a little bit of a side note. So basically what's happening is a lot of uh, countries uh, are, and nations are trying to develop an app that, are, that will allow people to track um, people who are uh, infected or potentially infected. Um, I've, read, I've read a lot about that, actually. Yeah, yeah. And so, for I think for the well, the one that's uh, mentioned in this article is about using Bluetooth technology, mm-hmm. and uh, it's getting. Uh, it's, uh, what, what was the? I don't even know what company it's called. Stop COVID. Yeah, the pro- the project is called Stop COVID, um, and then they're trying to get Apple and Google on board. So this this idea of or this thing that they're trying to develop um, uh, this app has actually already been in existence. I mean, it is, it exists. Like for example, like Korea uses it already. So, but like it says in this article that there's people trying to develop it. And like, this is my own side note is like, why don't they just use Koreas? Like it's already proven to work. (laughs) What's that? What? Sorry. Uh, So, so Korea already has like an app like this and they've been using it. And this is all voluntary basis. Like you choose to download onto your phone. You choose to, um, um, activate it um, to use like the geolocation, etc. Um, but like in this article, what it's saying is that there's these companies that's trying to develop it, like in Europe and North America, right? But like I'm saying, why not just ask for Korea's? Like South Korea already has one. They've been using it since like probably like the first week of this thing happening. Don't quote me, but they've been using it like early on. Um, and uh, that's how they've been tracking their people and like their, their entire country is like super fine. Like they go out and eat, they hang and chill because uh, they've basically flatlined their, uh, their spread rate. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, they, they do tracking to make sure that people who are uh, confirmed, for example, or potentially uh, have been in contact with someone who's confirmed. Um, so without even having to test them, uh, they just, in, in, they just, dictate that hey you know you have been in contact and you should probably stay home and then that tracker just tracks that those people have stayed home and then what also happens is if later you do get um um like uh you get you figure out that you 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 are infected uh what happens is that because you were tracked this whole time uh they like the officials can track who you've been in potential contact with and then contact those people to tell them to isolate themselves I don't think that's going to work here in North America because there'll be too many private people complaining about privacy, no? Right. That's exactly the second half of this um, article yeah, is saying, exactly. yeah. yeah, privacy concerns. Like for, for North Americans, it's always like, oh, I don't want to, I don't want people to know I went to the strip club. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> wow. Speaking of that, a lot of places are uh, not open at all, like those kind of facilities but even <laughs> you know like, it's too much bodily fluids and heavy uh, breathing anything yeah, too much contact but you know <laughs> yeah, a lot of industries are hurting i'm sure 
But even like, yeah, like wrestling, they just laid off a lot of wrestlers. And UFC was trying to go, they were going to have their matches on an island or something, but their major sponsors are Disney and uh, ESPN. And they said, no way, you got to shut it down. So even UFC was forced to not have matches anymore. I mean, you know, imagine, you know, obviously there's the fans you can't have around, but even this, imagine the fighters. I mean, there's blood, there's spit, there's everything. <laughs> You know, we've got to keep people away from each other for now. Yeah. Yeah. All, all, well, all sports is pretty much all sports have been canceled, right? Yeah. Everything. What about, yeah. what about esports, guys? That's a big thing. Big thing now. You know, esports uh, is probably booming. It, it is huge because all these athletes are doing it now. So, first of all, yeah. tonight on ES, on um, Sportsnet, they were replaying, actually, this whole week, they've been replaying the Blue Jays uh, championship run a couple years ago. And tonight was the, Bautista bat flip. <laughs> so they were going to replay the uh, the pivotal game where he hit the home run and they won and he flipped his bat. Um, but all the sports people are going online playing virtual sports. So yeah. my kids love Formula One. We all love Formula One. They play it on the PlayStation. And so every day now we get posts from the Formula One YouTube channels we normally watch of races. They're virtual races. And they'll have eSport people on it that are good already. And they'll have the actual racers racing with them too. Because some of these video games are pretty realistic, anyways. But um, yeah, so the actual—it's mostly it's, you know I'm not being ages ageist or anything, but it's mostly the younger uh, athletes that are doing it. You know, so same with racing. I'm not really seeing the older uh, Formula One racers on there much, but it's the younger guys, the, the rookies and all that, that are doing it. And um, and same with baseball. Um, uh, what's his name? Bo Bichette, who is a Blue Jay. He was going to be playing in a virtual baseball league in MLB. Uh, the show they're going to set up a league and so they're doing a lot of that right now actually it's pretty funny yeah the the i think i read the phoenix suns are simulating games on twitch by playing whatever the nba game is right now yeah um, yeah who else who else there, there was another yeah ra- racing obviously was one of them and uh yeah they're all they're all yeah playing virtual sports and playing games and yeah I think right now is actually a really great time to shine for like celebrities, famous people and upcoming people, uh, celebrities. Um, because right now us like having lived in the virtual world for quite some time is that ha- having the internet really breaks down barriers. Right. And, uh, when you see people on TV, it's actually different than, um, like partaking in like watching a stream of your favorite famous person, like streaming live, right? It's, it's, it's like you're in the audience. It's like you're partaking um, in that event with your famous celebrity. And uh, mm-hmm. a lot of these famous people um, like in sports or TV personalities or um, famous singers, uh, they're really um, like buying into this, um, like you mentioned Robin earlier, like Ellen DeGeneres and all those like late night show hosts, right? Yeah. Like Jimmy yeah. Fallon. Um, like, uh, yeah. Another example would be, um, um, oh, and another example would be like them actually trying to help uh, the people, um, not just uh, through like simulating games, but like actually like hosting like, lessons like for I, I i'm sure you all heard of uh the korean boy band bts oh yeah sure. apparently they're super famous um and uh they're apparently hosting like learn korean with us like imagine if you're like you're you're some young and 
<coughs> person who wants to really meet BTS and heck, you're now learning Korean with your favorite boy band for university. This is like a legit uh, school too. Practice your Taekwondo while you're home. You're 감사합니다. <laughs> but with a celebrity. <laughs> Break down barriers. Uh-huh. That's awesome. Yeah, I really liked watching um, celebrities performing at home just randomly. But I don't know if you guys watched a couple weeks ago, Elton John hosted something that was on CTV and on the internet. And it was an hour long show of people performing out in, from their houses. So Billie Eilish and her brother performing on a piano in their house. And um, uh, Alicia Keys was on. And even Elton John. Elton John actually couldn't perform, even though he was a host, he said, because he was happened to be in one of his homes that doesn't have a piano and they've been isolating there since this whole thing started. But uh, he had like a little Casio or something. He did something quick on. But, uh, <laughs> I'm sure he could have Amazon like a mini grand. Yeah. He's so used to the fancy pianos and all that, but <laughs> yeah. he, you know, they had Sam Smith. He said, I don't play an instrument. So I'll just sing. And he sang cappella from his bedroom or something, but it was, it's so cool. I love, I love to see how other people live, where they're, you know, what their houses look like. Have you guys seen the new Drake? I don't know if I sent it to you guys. It's called like uh, to, to see uh, to see I haven't called. seen his new new house completely, but I saw uh, snippets when they, people were doing sneak peeks, and he had the most fancy toilet I've ever seen. <laughs> you need to watch his new video. It's called Tussie. It's like Tootsie Roll, but it's not Tootsie. It's Tussie Roll or something. It's his latest song. It's number one, <laughs> and he filmed the whole video in Toronto and in his house, and he has a mask. Wow. And you can see his whole house from the video. He walks through the house. I mean, not his whole house, but he walks through the house. You see his pool. You see his his living room, and he has jerseys of uh, Kobe on the wall, and you know he has like famous people's posters, and you know he he walks through his house as he's rapping with, underneath his mask um, right. from the bridal path. So at the end, of the video there's a drone or whatever pulls back, and there's fireworks going off, which is probably hilarious for all his uh, neighbors wondering what the heck <laughs> is going on. But um, it's all in his house, and it's his latest song, and it's number one because it's based on a dance called Tussie Tussie Roll yeah. or something. And uh, it's pretty cool. Check it out. Okay, yeah, I'll have to look that up. <clears throat> nice sure. plug. That was really good. I love it. From Toronto. And he's, you know, he's, and it starts off with a video from his iPhone. It's actually all filmed like on an iPhone. And it starts off with he or... Oh, so does it look sort of home, like home movie-ish? Or does it look a little more polished? Or It, it looks polished, but it is from an iPhone, I guess. Okay. Um, and it's it starts off with whoever it is, whether it's him or someone else, filming on the streets of Toronto. And it says it's, it has a thing. It says ten thirty three p.m. Friday night, and there's nobody on the streets. And the camera pans around, you see the CN Tower and all. There's nobody there. And then it starts off with the song, and he's walking through his house. And at one point, he rounds a corner as he's rapping to the camera, and you see the reflection of the person holding the iPhone in the in the in one of the mirrors. You know, so you know that it's someone filming him on their iPhone um, as he's walking backwards, whatever. So, hmm. cool. yeah. Speaking of iPhone, they released a new iPhone. Like, was yeah. it yesterday or? Oh yeah. Did you guys see that? No. Uh, nope. Uh, the, the new. Um, I mean, it's available for pre-order. The new iPhone SE. What I think it's called. Apple Which is it's millions of unions are reason to ditch their iPhones. <laughs> huh? The, the article on Forbes says Apple just gave millions of unions a reason to ditch their iPhones. To dish. Oh no! CNET has best new iPhone SE deal, three hundred twenty-four dollars and six months of free service. Hands down, this will be the easiest way to set up your new iPhone SE. A powerful new smartphone and a popular design. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, the new SE. 
Fox so it's, it's the second generation of an older of an older phone. Yeah. Because I think the original SE was actually Michelle has an SE. Her current phone is an SE, and it, it's the small one. Like before they, you know, they got into the big, like the six and six plus. Right. So the original the SE. Wingless, had, wingless wing step. Sorry. <laughs> what is that? <laughs> An ad, another plug for boneless, wingless, wing stack. I clicked on something and it took me to a video. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good. Okay. It's all good. Wow, I didn't realize that. Okay. So they're uh, yeah. still... But the funny thing is, I mean, a lot of their phones are made in China. I mean, are they being made right now? I don't know. It's That's a, a good question. It's a pre-order, There's... so... Well, yeah, it's a it's a pre order, so I I forget when it's gonna be when they're actually gonna start shipping. But I mean, you know, that's a good question, and that could even lead into we might even discuss it later once we get to the gaming segment. But um, anyway, sorry, we'll we'll save that for later. But um, good question, good question. Uh, okay, let's keep going here. Sorry, where did we leave off? So we were talking about we were talking about the app and stop COVID. Uh, mm, is there anything else that sort of jumps out at you as we go down? Um, what jumps out at me is that Shopify stocks have jumped 12.15%. So basically what they're saying is that the online shopping levels are extremely high, like Black Friday level high. And I think that's the same, not just for Shopify users and shops, but like in general, online shopping. Uh. Yeah. Well, I'm seeing some of the companies that are, are uh, like what said, Walmart will hire 50,000 more workers to, to keep up with the demand. Whereas some companies like Uber, who's taking an Uber these days, right? Uber withdrew uh, some financial numbers. And, you know, so some, depending on what company or what the business is, some companies are hiring people, some people aren't having work, depending on what it is, right? Yeah, it really depends on your industries. It's a it's a hit or a miss. Here's one interesting one: resellers using bots may be to blame for the Nintendo Switch shortage. <laughs> Dang it! That was the one I was going to read. Oh, right. oh, I didn't. Oh, I didn't even see that one. Where is that one? That's further down. Further um, down. Drinking from the fire hose is a title, and it goes further down to talk about like Walmart's going to hire people, Uber's withdrawing some numbers, and uh, resellers are uh, to blame. For Nintendo Switch shortage, I'm telling you, when I see people buying consoles anywhere, it's always Nintendos because those are more family friendly, I suppose, and whatever. Um, I haven't seen anyone walk up with a PlayStation from anywhere I've been. Yeah, I've uh, I have a um, we have to preface like I have these gamer friends and um, and they actually keep watch on the price of Nintendo Switches in Canada and stateside and. And every week, COVID has been a thing. Yeah, the prices for a regular Switch has skyrocketed. So right now, well, actually not right now. I don't have the update numbers, but from like last week, a regular Switch was nine hundred USD. It usually sells for three hundred. Wow. And then for like a, a limited edition, like Animal Crossing one, for Canadian dollars, it's like thirteen hundred dollars. Elaine, you finish the game, sell it, man. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a game. I want to keep my Switch, right? No, no, like, make 2000 bucks. <laughs> that's true. I, I can, like, get groceries for a month if I just resell my, my Switch. That's a, lot, yeah, that's 
lot of toilet paper. No, that's a lot. Wait, sorry. I thought you didn't buy groceries. Uh, <laughs> okay, a, a lot, lot of Uber of, Eats. Because, <laughs> yeah, you have another switch. You just use that one and sell your uh, Animal Crossing one. Slightly used. <laughs> Slightly used. Gently used. Only, like, what am I at now? Like, I didn't check 250 hours. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That, um... But no, yeah, sorry, going going back to this, resellers using bots, um, that's actually been a problem. Oh yeah. That's not that's not like a new problem. That's been an ongoing problem forever. Like whenever there's like a you know, for example, PlayStation launch or a custom console or whatever, limited edition console or what what have you, um, yeah, people are using bots to snap them all up before, you know, people like you and I can get go online and get a chance to you know they're they're like you know they're selling out within minutes because they're using you know bots and stuff to buy everything and then then they're reselling it so you don't even get a chance to book to buy something um it's frustrating though that's how it is sometimes with sports or whatever i mean scalpers are getting tickets for concerts or yeah. sports before anyone else can get them or even when you're buying like a you know, i remember when i was looking for a place to live like buying a house or a, or a condo and all the best ones were already gone and then you find out sometimes that it's the real estate people themselves that bought the corner units to sell later or whatever. So you go to look at, you know, a new place and you're stuck with the inner units because the corner ones are already gone. They're already spoken for, but they're not necessarily gone to regular people, <laughs> you know? It's all the insider uh, information and always about networking, guys. Always, always network. <laughs> <laughs> You know, and and I don't know, if, especially with condos, I don't know if it's still an issue, but I know sometimes people are buying condos before they're built. They don't even live here in Canada. <laughs> you know, it's like, what? Someone's buying it just to rent it or sell it and they don't even live here. Yep. You know, crazy. Um, I think we'll stop there unless there's anything else that sort of jumps out uh, at you. I mean, okay, one more then. Okay. Yeah. Sure. Go ahead, okay. Wayne. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna skip the last last bit because that's that's just really weird Reddit stuff. <laughs> okay. Yeah. But uh, I really like the part about the three person crew from the ISS International Space Station came back to Earth on Friday, as in t- this morning, oh, wow. and oh. uh, because they were up in space this entire time, they have like zero chance of basically theoretically zero chance of having uh, COVID nineteen. So uh, that when they were greeted by the the crew. Uh, Everyone was wearing suits and masks and gloves. Uh, isn't that funny? They came from space and we're the ones wearing masks and gloves. So we're like the aliens to them at this point. And, yeah, you know, uh, I was going to say, shouldn't they go into self-isolation for two weeks now? <laughs> <laughs> they came back from the stratosphere. But like, imagine if you were them and then they were greeted by these alien humans. Yeah. It's like a whole alternate reality, right? This new normal, like this, this is what they're returning to. They're probably the safest people. They should have stayed up there. They should have stayed there for sure, yeah. <laughs> or, you know, I'd be afraid to come back and, you know, it'd be like one of those movies where aliens get some human disease. And <laughs> I'd be like, Houston, please keep right. me up here. <laughs> um, yeah, that was a good one. Thanks for uh, unpacking that for us, Elaine. Very good job. <laughs> Definitely read your- the article, guys. <laughs> this is um this is this is a good site this is probably a good site for you you should uh, bookmark this <laughs> but uh yeah so just just for our listeners this is the logic the logic.co 
Um, it's a newsletter you can subscribe to. Um, oh, sorry, quickly, I just wanted to mention here, I have here honorable mention in the show notes, uh, the LinkedIn Daily Rundown. Are you guys very active on LinkedIn yeah. at all? Yeah, I look yeah. So You probably know they, they have the little daily rundown thing that they do. You might see that notification pop up. And uh, I've actually been reading it. They've got some nice articles in there, um, again, about COVID-19 and everything going on around the world. Their editors are, are pretty good. So I've been trying to, every now and then I'll pop in and, and read that stuff. So I just kind of wanted to shout that out. I don't know if a lot of people how active they are on LinkedIn. I, I, I know people are active in terms of looking for jobs and stuff like that, but I don't know if they're actually yeah. reading the articles. So the daily rundown, it should pop up in your notifications on LinkedIn. And uh, yeah, it's daily. Uh-huh. And, uh, you know, just to quickly point out some of the articles here, and they're well written. So the editors are pretty good, but, you know, one headline, more workers qualify for 2k a month grocery another one grocery shopping booms amid outbreak uh here's another one china ends its growth streak um and on and on it goes like there's lots of stuff in here they they they, there's a lot of stuff in there so i just kind of wanted to shout that out as well so now on to the next segment video games (laughs) we've made it oh yay um so yeah uh i just kind of want to talk about what we've been playing but before we kind of get into that last week we got uh we got a glimpse of the ps5 controller yeah it's pretty cool and uh so i think i sent that to you guys mm-hmm. um what, what do you guys think of this thing yeah it looks pretty good i mean uh, we're I talking about pure you don't. We don't have to get into the features of it and all that, but just we're just talking pure aesthetic. Oh, I'm down. To the four, what like? How do you? Okay, actually, for, to back up. First of all, when I look at this thing, and for our viewers who who probably don't know or haven't seen this thing yet, um, I'll describe it in a second. But so it looks like. Sorry, I said viewers. I should say listeners. For <laughs> 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 listeners. Um, <clears throat> What it looks like when I look at this thing, it kind of looks like a DualShock Four wrapped in like white armor. That's what I see every time I look at this thing. It's like this white, legendary armor or something like that, white casing. But um, I mean, it, it looks pretty cool, futuristic. There's some really bold design decisions they've made with this thing. Uh, what what are, what are you guys' thoughts on this thing? Yeah, that's what they were saying. They didn't change too much from the... Is this indicative of what the actual console will look like, the PS5? What do you you guys think? Maybe. I don't know. Um, They said they didn't change it much from the PS4 controller because it worked really well, but there's going to be more feedback and all that kind of stuff, which is great, and and more ways to share. The share button's gone now. There's another button on there now, but... More yeah, the create the create button, I think, and then they haven't really gone into detail on on you know what that actually <laughs> means. But mm-hmm. I, I imagine it'll still operate as a share button, but I guess they've added more to it too. So I guess we have to wait and see what that means. But yeah, um, I think I mean I think in terms of the look of it, like, do you like it? Do you hate it? And then we, we could get into other stuff after. But I think how do you feel? Um, it looks 
bigger than it is or something. It says something about it. It, it looks different from how it actually is. They made yeah. it so it looks bigger than it is, or maybe made it look smaller than it actually is or something. But uh, yeah, it's cool. It looks really neat. So just being one yeah, solid black looks, color. Yeah, it looks, I think it's a little bit bigger. And I think I read, I read too that it's, that it, there's more weight, like more heft to it which is similar to like an Xbox. I don't know if you guys have ever held an Xbox controller, but I think it's more, you know, has more weight to it, which is because the, the DualShock 4 and the 3, and even the, the 3 was, was pretty light mm-hmm. to, to hold. Which I like. I like that. <laughs> yeah. You don't get tired of holding it, you know. Xbox One is pretty heavy because it has a battery pack in it or something. As in yeah. terms of uh, looks, visual aesthetics, it looks super futuristic, like super cool. They have some like lights or color, like blue colored something going on right behind, I'm assuming is the touchpad, uh, if they're still keeping yeah. it. Um, yeah. It looks, it looks pretty cool. Uh, if you, if you squint hard enough, it actually looks kind of cute. It looks like two little alien eyes looking at you uh, and a little like- nose and a little mouth. Oh. That's like um, that movie. What's that movie? Um, the big robot guy. A big oh, robot uh, guy. Oh, I know what you're talking about. Uh, big uh, Hero oh, Six. Are you talking about? Sure. Uh, <laughs> you don't know Big Hero Six. Oh, big Hero Six, right? Yeah, yeah, the big guy is Big Hero Six. Yeah. 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 Like yeah. Bay- Baymax. 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 Yeah. Yeah. That was, yeah. That's true. That sort of reminds me of actually. Now that I think about it. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, it's kind of like some weird, cute look going. Um, so for me, uh, in controllers, right, my hands are a little bit smaller than, I don't know. How, I, I don't know how these people design their controllers. Do they go with the upper limit or the average, right? Because in in like industrial design, you go design uh, by the upper limit. So for example, a doorway, you design by like the tallest people, not the average height. Right, so what that means is your doorways are tall. Whoops, sorry, are taller than normals to accommodate the people who are taller than normal. So for controllers, what I find is a lot of them are designed bulkier and bigger for the average size hands, for example. So if we're saying this one is a bit bigger than the current DualShock Fours, and I'll be ah, oh, that that kind of sucks, right? Because like ergonomically, it won't fit my hands as well. Mm. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. Hopefully, they're going to do like whatever we call it, uh, t- tests with people and see what you know what works. Well, I think, I think this is, I think this is the final design. I, I think they said, I think in the article they said like they're shipping it out to developers. Um, I mean, I don't know. Maybe, maybe I don't know if it's final. Final. Maybe they'll still tweak some stuff. But I think this is, this is pretty much it. I think it is. And it's, and it begs the question: So, what is is the console going to look like? You know, is it going to have this kind of white and black aesthetic to it too? In the article, they said uh, the light bar, as you can see, it's like along the edges of the touchpad there, along the side, right? As opposed to where it is now, it would on the DualShock Four. It was uh, on the top of it like where the shoulder buttons are. So they've moved that, which is, I mean, I guess that's fine, but. I think that's nicer because when uh, on DualShock 3 and 4, it's on the front and it really doesn't make 
any difference for the player. You can't even tell that it's on unless you have it up against the wall, which when you're playing, you're not going to be playing up against the wall, right? Whereas mm. because this is more f- top facing, the player can actually see if the LED is on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they said they went through f- quite a few prototypes beforehand. So I think this is the final result of all their testing and everything. I do hope that the PS5 do, does look like this and it matches. And from the previous, like from all the, their previous releases, their controllers, their launch controllers do match their consoles. I mean, why not, right? Because it comes as a set. Yeah, I'm thinking it will. I mean, I imagine it would look pretty weird if the box was just like black or, or one color or just white. Mm-hmm. But the, you know, this two tone. So anyway, it's interesting. It's pretty like all the, People are kind of divided on. Some people love it. Some people hate it. Um, now they have possibilities of uh, limited editions with different uh, combinations of colors. So well, yeah, you, and you can see how, yeah, you could see how they could do that. Just like yeah. the Joy Cons, milk the yeah. people of money. Different yeah. color variations. Uh, well, yeah, it would work well. The the you know this two tone yeah. kind of. You could see how they could get into all kinds of different custom colors and stuff it would work well with this that's for sure i can't believe the joy like the nintendo joy cons cost so much money you know 100 bucks for two extra i'm just crazy that's actually that's actually a good point robin like how much do you think controllers right now cost like what 70 80 dollars canadian you know what i bought one because evie kind of (laughs) kind of caught me off guard whatever but they sent another email hey guess what controllers on sale right now i'm like oh awesome Right, because my my kids, you know, we have two, and one leans to the left, and one leans up. All the, you know, like, <laughs> they don't work properly anymore. And um, so I said, okay, let me go order one. And then they were refurbished, which okay, fine, is refurbished. And then I, I bought it, but then I was like, you know what? That's probably how much a refurbished normally costs, anyways. It was like fifty bucks, <laughs> so I didn't think I saved any money, anyways. But mm-hmm. it came, and uh, we started using it. And at first, you would lean it to the right, and it would stay to the right. I was like, oh, great, it's not like popping back. But after a day of playing with it and using it, it, it works fine now. So I was like, awesome. <laughs> I didn't spend 80 bucks on a brand new one. This refurbished one is pretty good. So that's what, what we're using now. What color did you get? It's camel. It's like gr- uh, brown, oh, dark brown, yeah. light brown. Yeah, the camel one. Uh, there's, there's several camo versions. Yeah. I was trying to remember if I chose a color or if that's just the color they gave me. I don't think I actually chose a color. <laughs> they just sent me whatever, I guess. So how sorry? How much was the refurbished? It was fifty bucks after tax. Fifty bucks, yeah, yeah. So regular price, I think, if I'm not mistaken, I think it's like seventy five or seventy nine ninety nine. Maybe is that yeah. sound right, Elaine? Something uh, like that. Something like that, but I won't. <coughs> I don't actually know because I only get them on sale. Sixty dollars. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. <laughs> yeah. What it is what be. is regular price? Yeah, yeah exactly, exactly. Too um, much. But I'm wondering how much. So obviously, the PS5 will, as did the PS4 and PS3, it'll come with one. But you know, we all run out and buy a second, at least a second one, right? We have to have multiple controllers for you know two-player, three-player action. I'm wondering how much this thing will go for. It'll probably be more. Um, I wonder if it'll be backward compatible at all. Like, can you plug in a PS4 controller? It won't have all the new features maybe but can you still just play yeah can you still use a ps4 i don't see why not because the port's the same and it'll yeah. be a really bad decision if they don't make it backwards compatible but yeah, like, 
But like at I the have, same time, the PS5 is going to be backwards compatible, so all your games would be ported there anyway. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, you can't go using a PS1 controller with a big fat cord on it anymore, but I mean, PS4 is wireless and it uses USB, whatever, so um, maybe, maybe it'll let you use that still. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's the other thing. This is USB-C, right? Yeah. I think the port. A little bit smaller, but... I, I'm not sure what's plugs in the back of the PlayStation, but that's a unique thing. I think that's it's true. Just, I mean, because if it's USB C or whatever, or my, uh, micro USB, it doesn't matter if it all sends to a USB port, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think another feature that I really like on this controller uh, that's stated on their official website is that the audio mic is is part of it. Um, I actually personally have such a huge problem finding headsets with compatible mics. Oh, really? Yeah. I have yeah, like an, I have an arsenal yeah, of headsets, and none of it work with PS4 mic. Mm. Oh, yeah, it has a built-in mic. Just to go over some of the features. Because right now my kids play with their friends, but they use the uh, PlayStation camera to talk to them. You know, right. so have like right in the controller you don't need a playstation camera which is great yeah and the audio will be much more clear if it's like in your hands versus if you're like you know two or three meters away from the tv yeah it's gonna mm. pick up all your ambient noise right exactly it does because you know my son will be playing with his friend after school whatever and they're playing and he'll say what's that mom okay <laughs> here we went on the background come for dinner okay come in yeah. So yeah. So to go over the features just real quick, uh, haptic feed feedback and adaptive triggers. Um, so I guess you would just kind of you would feel more of what's happening on screen. Like if you're, for example, you're playing Tomb Raider and you're pulling back a bow and arrow, you kind of you would feel it more in the triggers. Um, so that's new. Uh, USB C port. Like we mentioned, uh, built-in microphone, like Elaine mentioned, create button, and those are kind of the big, different, you know, new form factor. But yeah, those are kind of the big. Those are the big features. I love it's not uh, dual shock okay. anymore. It's dual and then, sense now. <laughs> sorry, I love it's not dual shock anymore. It's dual sense now. Dual sense. That's the other thing. They've changed the name. No more dual shock. So it's dual sense. Yeah, because it's more like it's more haptic feedback and all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, yeah, they, you know, they revealed that last week. So I just thought it'd be cool to kind of talk about it because we haven't really seen, they've been kind of, they've been offering information on a little bit of information on the PS5, but we haven't really seen anything. So this is kind of the first thing we've seen like as a visual. So it's kind of interesting. I I remember reading, reading and, and now that I see it, 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 someone said, I think it was on Reddit or somewhere. Someone said that the 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 the, du, the dual color, the, the the dual tone in the controller, kind of mimics uh, the color scheme of the PlayStation VR. Oh, fair, yeah. And I was like, mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, that's that's very true. There is a lot of white. It's a lot of white and black. I think, right, Elaine, and a hint of and, blue. Yeah, and a hint of blue on the PlayStation VR, and so. Um, that's kind of interesting. Um, so yeah, maybe the, maybe the console will be white, white and black and a little bit of blue as well. But so. it's also trendy, right? Cause before the, the in color was black, 
but right. now everything is going towards like the lighter tones, like whites and like pastels yeah. and tans and yeah. So I think that that also is like changing with the times. So you don't want to stick with uh, your your standard black. The more I look at it, and the more I start to like it. Um, you know, I'll have to see once once I you know get it in my hands and you know feel it and everything. For but sure. The one thing I do wish they kept. And maybe they will do this, but I wish they kept the color, the colors on the the face buttons, like the triangle, square, circle. Oh X. yeah, for branding, kept. right? For sure. Yeah, uh-huh. that's one thing I wish they kept. But I mean, uh-huh. you know, it's not it's not the end of the world. It's not aesthetic if you do that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I was reading another article on here though, and I, I like that Sony is encouraging stay safe and play at home. So they gave some awesome games last month. It was one of them was Drake, I guess, and the Uncharted, and um, and then I've been playing like crazy um, Dirt Two Rally Racing. It's awesome, love it. And so I just reading here now, starting from uh, April fifteenth, which was two days ago, until May, they're giving uh, Drake Uncharted um, three game. What's it called? The three game the collection. The collection, yeah, collection for free and Journeys for free now too. Which is awesome. So both good. Ask ask Elaine how many times she's played Journey. I don't oh. remember anymore how many oh. times you tell me, but I finished it. Hallelujah. Oh, you finally finished it. I've never so. really played it, so I'd love to play it for free. Why not? Sure. Oh, it's so good. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. it's so good. Yeah, it took Elaine, what, maybe five, six times to play it or something like that? Uh, I think the first time I played it was on PS3, um, and that was like 10 years ago. I don't know. The launch, whenever it launched. Oh wow! <laughs> and I didn't finish it until like what last year? Yeah, I think I think it was last year. Really? Yeah, three game collection: Drake's Fortune, Uncharted Two: Among Thieves, and Uncharted Three: Drake's Deception, all meticulously remastered for PS4. And then, uh, then there's Journey, a beautiful celebrated adventure that is as moving as it is mysterious. Games confirming <laughs> a message is timeless, and perhaps more important now than ever before. So is this free for anyone, or is it free for PS Plus users? PS Plus. Ah, yeah. ah, maybe in this case it's not. But I mean, last month the free games were for PS Plus. But yeah, well, maybe this is their initiative now, just allowing anyone to download. Okay, know. yeah, we gotta did read it, the fine print on that one. Did it? Actually, did it say PS Plus, Robin? Uh, have have I, I don't see that. So let me let me double oh, okay. here. It says it's announcing. The play at home initiative, so maybe not. Maybe this is a brand new thing. They're just giving it to everyone now. Maybe, yeah, uh, that would see. make sense. Could be, yeah. yeah so this a lot- all over the world are doing the right thing by staying home. Uh, we are deeply, and this is from the president of Sony. Uh, we are deeply grateful to everyone practicing physical distancing and blah blah blah. So we are asking our community to continue supporting the safe choice and the need to play at home. As a thank you to all who are doing their part to lessen the impact of this pandemic, Sony Entertainment Interactive is pleased to announce a Play at Home initiative. So at first, uh, two components. First, providing free games to help keep the PlayStation community entertained at home. And finally, establishing a fund to help smaller independent game studios who may be experiencing financial difficulties continue building great experiences for all gamers. So yeah, maybe it's not PS Plus. Nice. Nice. That's nice of them. That's good. Yeah, that's, that's decent. Limited time from April 15th until May 5th. Once you redeem the games, they are yours to keep. So I guess, yeah, I guess it's not PlayStation Plus. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's, uh, that's decent. I mean, I, I already own them, so <laughs> doesn't really affect me, but you know. Yeah. Like, a, like a Sean, like brushing off his shoulders. 
<laughs> Flexing his game library. Been there, done that. Been there, done that. Well, that's what I like, though, is it's like Netflix. It's like uh, Dirt 2. I, I love rally racing, but I didn't want to spend 80 bucks to get the game. So now I have it for free. It's awesome. And something like Journey, I've always wanted to try it, but I've never been, you know, if I, if I had the money to buy a game, I'd rather buy something else. So uh, now I can try Journey. That's awesome. Sweet. And uh, so, yeah, let's get into some of the games that we're, we're, we're playing right now. Um, you know, um, with everything going on in the world right now, gaming is up 75%. <laughs> Twitch viewing is up, uh-huh. I think, the same amount or even more. It's probably more now. You know, we're, we're being forced to stay at home. People have more <clears throat> free time. Um, so it makes sense that, you know, people are playing a lot more. Uh, and one of my, I don't think I've ever said this to you guys, but like one of my side missions in life is just like, I, I like, you know, I, I'm like all of us, we're big gaming enthusiasts, uh, whether it's video gaming or board gaming, you know, we, we like playing games. We constantly talk about games at work or, or outside of work. You know, we just... It's a pastime that we all love and one of my side missions in life, which is why I started my blog and started my YouTube channel and creating content is like, I just, I just like to encourage people, you know, who might not be, and you don't have to be a big gamer, but you know, just to, I like to encourage people. I like to show them what gaming is and what it can be and just how, how, you know, what a fun hobby it is. Uh-huh. And so I always like, that's why I always like talking about games and, and sharing games with, and trying to get more people to kind of, to, to play it. And, you know, you don't have to, and it doesn't have to take over your life. It doesn't have to, you know, you can play as much or as little as you want. You can play. There's so many ways to play. You can play on your mobile phone, buy a PlayStation, however you want to do it. It doesn't matter. But that's one thing I like talking about and sharing with people. And especially now, um, with everything going on, like, it's just, it's just a good distraction. And, and, and I'm sure Elaine will, will give you your, your chance to, to talk about the game that's distracting you a lot these days, but, um, Animal Crossing, which came out as, at a perfect time, but, um, yeah, so that's kind of one I wanted to sort of include this as a as a segment because you know we're all gamers we love gaming and i just kind of i like i like sharing that with people um and just you know giving them a glimpse of what gaming is you know it's not just for kids adults can enjoy it too um you know it's something you can do with your kids you know it's definitely something you can do with your kids and you know gaming doesn't have to be a bad thing and you know it doesn't have to be you know some people might view it as a waste of time but i'm just kind of here to say you know what it's not like it's i mean we have so many things competing for our time whether it's movies or you know netflix or whatever most people this is just one of those things and it's really good it's connecting people you know and and it's a it's a good way to be social yeah. You know, most people do movies or, uh, like I, I, you know, I haven't watched TV much at all since I was a kid because, you know, I used to watch uh, regular TV shows, but you didn't really have a choice unless you recorded it. You'd have to watch it at a certain time. But now with Netflix and YouTube and Disney Plus, you can watch things whenever you want. But usually, like if I have time to myself, I hardly ever sit down and watch a movie because that's two or three hours of me not doing anything. I'd rather play a game, a board game or a video game 
and be interactive that time, you know. But it's just another option. Yeah, most people just like to sit and watch a movie or read a book, which is good options as well. And that's okay too. Yeah. Right? But um, but video games, board games are awesome alternatives as well. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So what what are you what are you playing, Robin? What have you been? Uh, we'll we'll each have our our turn. Anything you that's grabbing your attention these days what have you been playing well i i always have more than one game on the go so i have four games i'm playing and usually each night i'll play maybe 20 minutes of each one and you know once i get to a point where i can save i'll save it and try another the other thing but uh our friend peter shore put me on to a game called titan quest which i bought for 20 bucks and it's full of bugs <laughs> but it's fun it's just i mean i'm level 17 now i think he's level 50 or something but i just played for how many hours and now i'm into egypt you start in greece and you i just had to fight a minotaur and you know and you're just going through and you're leveling up your character it's just a total action rpg um kind of a diablo kind of game always upgrading your equipment always upgrading your stats i have a beast that i can summon it's a big rock creature it helps me fight and then i have you always have two configurations prepared um, so usually I have a staff that throws lightning or whatever. I can stand back and let my beast fight the creatures and I try and throw things at them. Or, or you can come up close with a shield and a sword or an axe. So I'm so powerful now that I have two sets of hand weapons. I don't even shoot from a distance anymore because it's too slow. And, you know, so you set up a character and play like that. It's really fun. Uh, so I play Titan Quest because of my kids, but I, I've always played them every year anyways. I have the latest MLB, MLB The Show 20. And so I have the Blue Jays as a team I'm playing, of course, and it's just fun, you know, picking your your bullpen and, you know, doing your lineups and playing a league. And the thing is with my kids, which I I argue is, is educational, is that they love to use that game and our Formula One game, and they don't even play the games. They make teams and they do trades and they, they figure out, you know, statistics. They actually simulate games and see how their team is doing, and they like to do that. They like the numbers and all that kind of stuff, which is really cool. Um, so I play MLB, Titan Quest. I also play Dirt 2 now, which I have, which is the rally racing, which is so much fun. You can do a race or two, and it's so hard to control your car, but I've always loved rally racing to watch anyways. So that's fun. And then there's the fourth game is, oh, of course, Valkyria Chronicles, which I've, I'm surprised myself. I've played 21. It tells you how many hours. I've played almost 22 hours already, and I don't even think I'm maybe halfway through the game right now. But it's just so much fun. It's a tactical game. You, you have to decide who you're going to bring with you onto a, a battle or a mission, and you're moving characters one at a time. You can only move a certain number of them per turn, and you have to figure out, you know, okay, there's a, I have my tank, but there's an anti-tank gun there. It's going to destroy my tank, so i got to get someone around the back to take out the anti-tank before my tank can pass it. Oh, but then there's a machine gun nest here, and my tank is immune to machine guns, so let me get my tank over there to take out that nest before my troops come up and get shot down. And It's just a little bit of, it's like a chess game, you know, it's fun. So I'm just playing those four. Nice, nice. Only just playing those four. <laughs> yes. and, that, and that's video games. Uh, we haven't even talked board games. <laughs> right? Robin, you're a heavy gamer. Always. <laughs> nice. And so, yeah, and you're playing that on PS4, I think you said, right? Yeah, PS4. Yeah. But you also own a Nintendo Switch, I believe. We have the Switch. I don't play much on there but um we have the switch in between my kids it's good because they can take turns on them but um when for family the switch is the best we hard we don't play anything my boys play together on the playstation they play hockey or whatever sometimes together but playstation we have the three controllers now but we only need one because they they take turns you know they play for an hour or something and then they switch or whatever and um 
we just need to one because most of our games are solo you know the formula one racing you're racing doing a race on your own or the baseball they're playing one of their teams but um, the switch though sometimes before bedtime or whatever we throw that on and we have mario party mario cart uh, and it's just funny and my daughter who isn't a big video gamer she'll always want to play with us and you know so there's four of us playing which is awesome you know so that's what the switch is good for is for family time nice nice uh, what about you, Elaine? Oh, hi. Oh, hi. <laughs> <laughs> um, Tell our listeners what, what has, what has you, uh, what rabbit hole you're jumping down these days. Jumping down? I've jumped down once and got stuck. <laughs> I haven't climbed back out since. The launch of Animal Crossing. <laughs> what, what? <laughs> what? Yeah, I mean, I unlike Robin, I cannot multitask. Once I'm in, I am in for life. So right now I am completely enamored by Animal Crossing as of like millions of other people out there because it came out at such a great time. Uh, people are saying that uh, it, would, like, it was basically like the monkey's paw, right? Like everyone's wishing to play that game so hard that... Ugh, yeah, they got their wish. <laughs> They're stuck at home playing it now. <laughs> they sure did. Yeah. yeah. Did Nintendo <laughs> create the COVID-19 part? No. Ooh, conspiracy! Conspiracy, for <laughs> like, sure. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, Animal Crossing. <laughs> Never even thought about that. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, if, there's definitely theories there. <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of theories and a lot of conspiracies. Um, but, yeah, this game launched... Uh, a couple of weeks ago, March 20th, I remember that day very clearly. It's almost a month now, right? You were testing us the countdown. <laughs> You're like, 30 more minutes, guys. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Minutes. It's going to launch. Yeah. Like, who texted me right before, like, midnight launch? I don't know, Sean, probably. Probably Sean. Was it me? Oh, somebody, yeah. somebody texted me and was like, are you ready? I'm like, oh, Yeah. <laughs> I, you know what? Yes, it was. I did text you, and I was. Uh, I actually think I was working on like the logo for for the podcast. Something yeah, like was, yeah, you sent me like a like a sneak peek corner yeah, or something. Corner, yeah, yeah. We didn't know what you were showing us. <laughs> so that yeah, that was about like what like a month ago. Yeah. So just before, you know, the world imploded with with all this craziness yeah yeah that's right that actually wouldn't make sense with the five week thing because uh if this is four weeks of uh animal crossing's launch uh Mm. we've been working at home a week prior to that i remember clearly because i was like oh my god it's one week before i get the the game and we're already in lockdown why don't i have it now (laughs) (laughs) yeah but you're smart you did digital so you just got a download versus yeah. People or store or people that you at first were lining up, it was ridiculous. Hundred percent. I mean, there was a there's all these people online just saying like just cancel your physical copy because, like, first of all, you're just gonna get it right away, um, and you don't have to even risk yourself going out there at yeah. all. Yeah, people were all lined up, and they, that was before they were putting tape on the ground. So people were like just huddling, not like giving each other space. Yeah, imagine like how much like COVID Animal Crossing like cross contamination just from that one launch, right? It was so popular. It's true. It's true. And you know what? Uh, despite what people are saying, it's good that they've closed you know EB Games and non essential places because really, do you want people walking in and you're selling video games for a living and you might catch something from someone? You know, 
I mean, they could have still done, or I don't know if they still do, like just purchase and then delivery. A lot of uh, places are doing that or like a uh, curbside pickup. Yeah, yeah. I mean, for employees, like in the stores or whatever. But yeah, you're right. Like, they should still, because I did try and go on EB to look at Final Fantasy, but I, I couldn't figure out how to order it from them. You know, Amazon was offering it, but yeah. Interesting. Yeah, because there's a lot of places like, uh, like, borderline essential non-essential like you know home depot rona like construction places renovations right like people if they have a burst pipe what do they do so technically they're essential right um and you can order things and do a curbside pickup yeah it's true there's a home depot near the shopping store the grocery store i go to and that's what it says it says we're open for you know pick up only or whatever so I, I guess you can't even go in the store and get light bulbs or something you have to order and then go pick it up yeah they'll they'll like pack it up for you but when you bring it in will you sanitize those light bulbs uh, right <laughs> all right so you finished animal crossing but you're still playing it like um continuously wait did you finish it i finished it weeks ago <laughs> oh i didn't know you actually Finish the game. I was like, guys, I hit, I hit the rolling credits. Yeah, I'm done. <laughs> I wasn't aware. Okay, okay. Yeah, but obviously there's still stuff for you to do. Yes. Okay. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's definitely an ongoing game. Um, there's like, but there's like achievements that you can do, and even from looking at the achievements, you know that this is like a really long game because it's done in real time. Like your four o'clock yeah. is a game's four o'clock. Your five o'clock is a game's five o'clock. That also runs with the seasons as well. So there's achievements for doing certain things in certain seasons. And there's only certain things that pop up in certain times of the year. So, okay, hold on. Let's let's back up a second before we get into that. Because I'm, I'm very curious and interested. But So, Elaine, g- give a elevator pitch on what animal crossing is in in english if you can um so like like what is animal crossing like and it's always been a nintendo exclusive is that right yeah it's always yeah yeah it started with the gamecube way back when and that's their original one yeah okay okay elevator pitch uh depends on who i'm pitching to who are who's in this elevator who is in this elevator with me a mother a gamer or like a child all three yeah all three it's good for all ages to play (laughs) okay so it's a it's a really cute quirky game where you get to do chores every day and enjoy it you don't do chores in real life but you do chores virtually and you enjoy it It'd be a good teaching tool for for parents, maybe. Yeah, hundred percent. Uh, you get to there's like there's a lot of activities in there that uh, helps with like the whole uh, teaching of basic life skills, like how to manage your money, how to how to um, how to I don't know garden, how to craft things like recipes right like instead of following a baking recipe you get to follow uh, a crafting recipe so on that point with the crafting uh, people are comparing it to like minecraft right Uh, because there's um uh, spoilers there's terraforming um which is basically what minecraft is right um 
And uh, so, so that, that portion helps with like the kids or yours, uh, your creativity with the space that you're given. So the game is really what you make it out to be. Um, if you are the type that just wants to be like, oh man, this is so repetitive. I'm done. Like, well, then that's, that's, you know, that, that's how you made the game out to be. But then, uh, there's so many possibilities with this game where you can, you can actually expand towards your uh, interests. So for example, the people who maybe are more into like terraforming and like creating, uh, this world, uh, according to like how you envisioned it, kind of like Minecraft, then you can tear up this entire world and like rebuild it. Uh, there's some people who likes like, for example, interior design and, uh, making things look pretty, then, they can actually create their uh, like it's, it's like a house like you can create your house space to look exactly how you want it and and uh, as a millennial <laughs> where the real estate prices are so high uh, yeah. you basically uh, what, are living in your parents' basement can't afford you know to move out and you don't have that space of your own um, to like decorate and like really fill it up to how you like it. Uh, and, and I actually think this is like one of those major pulling points for like millennials and why they like it is so that they actually own a house and ironically own a mortgage that they have to pay off to this talking raccoon. Uh, but they, yeah, they have this space that's theirs and then they can uh, customize it to how they want. And it's not as per mom and dad or whatever. So in the game, is there, is there um, are there any in-game purchases or even, like you said, are people like selling things to other people for real? Like I built up this character, you can buy it from me for 20 bucks. Ooh, okay. So that's like, that's super loaded. <laughs> that's a loaded question because um, there is, there's definitely online communities uh, where they trade um, items uh, and then because you're on this island, you have other uh, neighborly people, uh, they're villagers um, or li- islanders with you. And uh, those guys are randomized. So so because they're randomized, it still comes from a pool of uh, characters. These are all NPCs, by the way. And, um, and there's some NPCs that are more sought after than others that there's basically a black market for them. Wow. So will people pay real money for it? I think so. Like for certain characters, they would. But uh, most most of the trading that goes on like uh, around the world globally or like on the internet um, with it, with this game is uh, with the uh, in-game currency called Bells. And uh, on a, they've introduced a secondary uh, currency, which is called Nook Miles. Uh, so there's basically two currencies that they can be like playing with, uh, with value. And uh, it's very interesting to like watch this market uh, develop um, and how value is perceived. So that that's another like learning lesson for the kids out there. Um, like just just the perception of value is different from one person to another, and and it's all relative. So if you, if you want to learn how to barter, this is the time. We gotta get our friend Pook involved. Man, he's good. Money, bitcoins, and all. That. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna we'll we'll get them on the podcast in one of the episodes. Yeah, sure. sounds good. Yeah. Wow. But yeah, so this is what week four, and I'm I'm only two hundred and sixty five hours in. Only, only. 
I'm talking about playing um, Valkyria Chronicles for 20 hours. You're talking about 200 and something. <laughs> well, you're spread across, what, four or five games, like, and then your board games, right? That's so. true. That's true. So what's 20 times? Was that like eight things? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. I spent lots <laughs> of board games. <laughs> for sure. How, Elaine, how much longer do you think, how much more time do you think you'll put into Animal Crossing or you don't really know? Like, do you kind of know when does the game end for you? Or maybe it doesn't. Um, okay, if I'm super dedicated and I don't drop off. <laughs> <laughs> so for sure you have enough gameplay for one full year, first of all. Okay. Um, but definitely the gameplay hours should taper off after the first month or two, maybe three. Um, mm-hmm. And then what is different with this game is that um, people, people kind of, say that this game was it was released incomplete um which i don't think it's incomplete but it's more so that they're withholding certain events because it's real time based right so they unlock dlcs as time progresses in real life so for example we just had um a bunny day which is their version like politically correct version of easter right they just had bunny day and then there's all these like bunny themed um, de- decorations and, and events are happening. Right. But they, they pulled that back by the end of Easter. Uh, coincidentally, mm-hmm. right. They pulled back bunny day. Um, mm-hmm. And, and for example, coming up this coming week, what we're looking forward to is earth day and they have a, like a super secret event for earth day. And uh, it's these DLCs that that's going to, continuously get released throughout this entire year at minimum that will keep us going back to it. It's smart. It's like Fortnite. You know, they keep releasing more and more stuff for that. Yeah, for sure. And you have to actually partake during that time in real time uh, because uh, you won't be able to go back to like bunny day because like they, they pull, they will pull up, pull back like the LCs or something. Mm-hmm. I, my kids don't play Fortnite anymore. They're playing major league baseball and formula one because yeah, they would say, Daddy, there's a new Fortnite thing, you know, for Marvel or whatever, but and I'll be like, Yeah, you know, well, maybe we'll get it you know, next week or no, but it's gonna be gone. You know, so that was always the argument. It's, uh, it's gonna be gone. It's uh, FYI, it's uh, Deadpool right now. Yes, Dead- yeah. My son unlocked him. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He's there's on top of the game. Yeah, there's challenges in Fortnite you have to do and he finished them and I unlocked Deadpool. <laughs> nice. I assume there's no swearing and stuff, I don't know. But- <laughs> <laughs> you assumed? I can't believe it. You assumed Deadpool does not swear. Wow. In Fortnite, <laughs> the kids In Fortnite, out. probably not. No, I don't think so. But I have a friend who, who got Animal Crossing around the same time as you, and I said to her the other day, I said, keep him busy. I said, finished Animal Crossing yet? So she said, oh, you're never done Animal Crossing, LOL. You can play the game for years. And it's actually nice because a bunch of my friends play also, so we visit each other's islands and trade stuff. So it's very social as well. <laughs> It's extremely social. So basically, from playing this game, I've been more social than I've been like in the past two years. <laughs> wow! So yeah, funny. like every day I'm visiting someone or someone's visiting me, and then we would communicate with like another medium, like a chat or 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 like we would do voice chat or like um, we use Discord or Facebook or whatever, right? Like something to something else to communicate. And I'm actually actively engaging with these people. Wow. Yeah, no, that's, you know, that's a good point. That's, that's, that's another, that's the power of gaming right there too. It's like, you know, you play online with friends and, yeah. and, uh, 
whether it's through matchmaking or whatever, and and you can build some long lasting friendships. That I mean, that's what I hear anyway. <laughs> You're you so know, funny. I, mean, I have to do it with random matchmaking myself, but that's what I hear. You know, from podcasts that I listen to, is you, you know you make long lasting friendships, and before you know it, you're like. You know, you might even be traveling halfway around the world to meet the person to go to to go to a con. Uh, yeah, you're actually like you're you're describing exactly what's happening and going to happen. Like for example, uh, like I mentioned, uh, Discord. Or Discord is like a, a like a, a, a an app or program where people of like like topics go together to convene and like chat, kind of like a fast paced forum, right? And, uh, like I'm in one and like, I met all these people and, and they, first of all, they're playing a totally different game, but because of this launch, we're all switching over. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I get to like meet all these people and, and when you're doing it virtually, just through a chat, like through text, you don't really get to like interact with a person. Uh, it's all just through words, but with with this whole animal crossing thing where you can go visit people, you can control your character. Um, like you just, you just get to interact with people in a way that you can't, you're unable to uh, normally. Right. So I'm actually making friends with people across the world just from this game. Wow. It's mm-hmm. amazing. Thanks to you. You told me, you mentioned the tarantulas are you know, valuable in that game or something. So I said to her, um, Way to keep social. I said, I heard the tarantulas are especially valuable. So she said, oh, yes, I went tarantula hunting the other day and caught 18 of them. <laughs> Not bad. <laughs> That's the thing, right? Because you say sometimes you'll turn on, you'll just go tarantula hunting or you'll fix your flowers or whatever. You'll, you always have something you can do every time you play, right? Yeah. I mean, it's really what you make it out to be. Like, like there's so many, so many things you can do. Like if you're into fashion, you can actually design clothes now. Wow. Uh, well, you could do design clothes before too, but now it's so much easier and the like it's so versatile. And be, and through the advent of quick internet, you can share your designs with other people. And there's such a community built up on just people sharing their artistic creations, and like it's very uplifting to like see these like people communicating and interacting and like just really talking positive to each other's like creations and. And like, if you post something, they'll like wear it and then they'll, they'll show it off and go like, Hey, this person made a really cool, like Jedi uh, uh, sweater. So cool. Right. Oh, wait, do we have to trademark that? Trademark Disney. (laughs) Um, Yeah. You know, like that's the thing people don't understand about games sometimes is it is very social. Like my daughter loves playing Roblox on the computer and she's playing with the neighbors, you know, especially now that she can't play with the neighbors. But they're playing online. <clears throat> but they spent all, between all of them, they each spend like a half an hour coming up with costumes for their characters and all that. You know, oh, this does this dress go with this hat? And she's showing me she has, she has a whole bunch of characters she's created for herself with wings or no wings or you know, like it's just very creative. It's just fun to be creative, you know. Yeah, and there's really no limitation to say what you want, except for like you know the hard coding, but yeah. You know, like gaming can be, you know, shooting or driving or playing baseball, but it can also be creating and, and mingling and socializing and whatever, you know. And more and more, although I still love the tactile feeling of board gaming, um, more and more board games are becoming, dig- you know, apps as well. And I just downloaded one, if you guys, you know, enjoy. I don't know if I've ever played it with you, but it's a game called Takedo. It's a board game. And it's, in, it's about this, there's a street in Japan, I guess, called Takedo. 
and you go along and every stop gives you something. You get money or you get some, you do a part of a painting. It's all worth points by the end of the game. And they just finished the app about a week ago or whatever, and it was free for a day. But now it, you have to buy it, but it was $1.50. So that's the first app I bought in a long time that is $1.50 because most board game apps are still nine, you know, 10 bucks or 20 or 30 because they're you know fancy board games. But you know, Takata is a great little fun game, and it's $1.50 right now. And so, you know, more and more even board games are becoming digital as well, just so that they're portable and, you know, you can just play them anywhere. So Yeah, you don't have to be worried about losing little pieces. <laughs> it's true. It's true. You know, it has its ups and downs for sure, you know, because especially because when you play digital, the game knows the rules. Obviously, sometimes you play on your own. Like with me, before we started talking tonight, I have a book of rules open right now for a Star Trek game and I have to relearn them, you know, but. If you play on you know, a video game, it, there's no rules to learn, really. <laughs> you learn as you go, you know. So, what about you, Sean? Little... What have you been playing? I was just going to say to to what Robin said, There's sometimes there's a little tutorial at the beginning, but, yeah, that's a, I guess that's sort of about it. Yeah. yeah. No rules, per se. Um, what have I been playing? So when I do actually have time to play, because <laughs> obviously I – barely have time to play games anymore but actually lately there there have been some pockets of time so i have been able to to play games a little bit more but um like robin i'm a multitasker and i play multiple games um which is part of the reason why and I finish part- none <laughs> yeah i never finish games something i'm trying to correct but uh every year more and more games keep coming out so it's just like <laughs> what do you do but uh anyway um yeah i'm pay- i'm playing a few right now um uh, some of those games uh or one of them is uh a game called Resogun which is which is a twin stick shooter and uh it's uh kind of like a space shooter game and it, you know it's very arcadey it's um very arcadey it's about chasing your score and and just and just um basically with just getting better and just, you know, score chasing and, you know, trying to get on the leaderboard. So those kinds of games are kind of like comfort food to me. Like you just, I just always jump in and play them and there, there's no end to them per se. It's just going back and just trying to do better. Mm-hmm. So I like arcadey games like that. Um, so Resogun, that's a game that launched uh, back when the PS4 launched. So it was a launch game. Uh, from an indie studio called Housemark, and they make, and that's pretty much what they do. They make twin stick shooters, and, and they make some of the best twin stick shooters out there. So, uh, Rosagon is one of them. Um, actually, actually, I own all their games, um, and they don't release them physical. They're all digital downloads. So, and I actually have all of them. I have a nice little folder uh, in my PS4 with all my Housemark games. So Resogun is one of them. Uh, another one is the the one I've actually played with you, Elaine, the Alienation game. I don't know if you remember that of one. Of course, I remember that one. Yeah, so we, we've we've played that one. Uh, I think we play, played a few few matches of that one. Uh, same idea, twin stick shooter. Um, that one kind of. Just to explain to Robin is is kind of like if if you were to take kind of Diablo and Destiny and fuse those two to get to, together, that's what this game is. You're just kind of you're like these space marines, and you're just trying to kill aliens. Okay, and there's just and it's just about it's about skill and it's very fast paced and twitchy, and you've got hordes of enemies 
aliens coming at you and you just have to take them out. And there's power-ups and different abilities that you can get. And you're just trying to, you're just basically trying to survive and kill everything. And it overwhelms you. Hmm. Um, which is part of the fun that that's part of the, the loop that you get hooked on. Uh, so that's alienation. So those are, again, those are just games that I always kind of jump in and out of. Um, when you said twin stick shooter, I was trying to think of the ones I grew up playing and there was one called smash TV, but the original one I was trying to think of was called Robotron. I don't know if you ever played that game. Years ago. Yeah. And okay. Actually funny. You should mention that. So, uh, another one of, uh, house marks games, um, is kind of a spiritual successor to some of those games that you've just been saying, um, Robotron and smash TV. Um, I'm trying to remember on next Machina, I think is the name of the game. And, and, uh, so housemark, the developer, they actually worked with, I think it was the developer that did those games you were talking about, Eugene Jarvis. Oh yeah. Um, to create kind of their version of that game. And uh, so, yeah, that's another one of the games uh, that I play um, as well. So, so yeah, I have those uh, arcadey games that I like to jump in and out of uh, every now and then. Uh, I have, oh, we were talking about the Uncharted collection before. I've been playing Uncharted games. I'm slowly working my way, you know, through that saga. I'm on Uncharted 3 right now. I think I'm in the middle of Uncharted 3. Uh, so I've been playing that collection and first two. Sorry, did you finish the first two? Yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah, I finished the first two. I love those. So I'm in the middle of three, and yeah, working my way to four. Four is awesome. I love those games, but the thing that I hated with all of them, I did finish them too. But at the end of each of them, it just got stupid. Like the games were always so good, and then at the yeah. end, without spoiling anything, at the end you're fighting some zombies or some crazy stupid. Yeah, I yeah I agree with you. I, I felt the same way. It yeah. was. It, yeah, it's been really <laughs> But Uncharted 4 was really good. It wasn't as bad as like that. Okay, that's good. Yeah, yeah so I'm, I'm really looking forward to 4 because that's the one that came out. That's the one that came out on for PS4, yeah. right? That's the entire game that came out for PS4. So that's, you know, you know it's going to be like top-notch. It is. Um, cinematic and yeah. it has a good story. Yeah. And then also, oh, and then there's also the spin-off game that they did as well for uh, Lost Le- Uncharted Lost Legacy. Oh, okay. Uh, I didn't, working my way to, I think you played that one, Robin. I, I don't remember that one. Maybe. Oh, yes, I did. Yes, yes. It's yeah, it, yeah. That's right. It's a side story from part. Yeah, the side yeah, story. Right. I forgot about that. Actually, I was thinking of um the the two. What's it called? The two of us or whatever. Uh, this, uh, you know, that other horror. The last one. of us. The last of us, because yeah, that, that had a spinoff. Of yeah, it was, that that was really good too. Uh, yeah, I just finished that one last year. Yeah, I think it was. Those are good. And because I was, you know, what what lit the fire under my butt was because they announced the sequel. Yeah. So I wanted to finish that, and I did. I just have to finish the DLC for it. <laughs> yeah. um, There's a story with the girls left alone, or whatever it's called. Yeah, yeah, it's um, good. The, so you guys, you guys heard. I don't know if you heard. Robert, the, so it, it's been delayed. Yeah. Indefinitely. Yeah. I don't know if you heard that. Yeah, the Last of Us Part Two. That's what I'm. I'm sad about the most. I mean, all yeah. the loss of life. I hate that as well, of course. But um, yeah, board games, video games, everything's getting delayed. So I mean, even board games are slowing down right now because nothing's getting made or like the factories and all that. And then then deliveries are crazy because yeah. like even Amazon, you can't even as a Prime member, they'll tell me. I, I looked up something the other day and it was going to come in May because Amazon Canada is. Um, has been contracted by the Canadian government to deliver supplies, right? 
So you want to order a board game, you're not going to get it tomorrow. You got to wait now, whatever, you know. So I mean, which totally makes sense, which is awesome. But yeah, video games as well. Everything's getting postponed or movies. You know how many movies have been can- not canceled, I don't think, but pushed back. And some of them have been put. They're just putting online for free streaming, anyways. Um, like uh, what's it called? Uh, Trolls. Uh, the latest Trolls movie is just is for free now on on streaming. And mm-hmm. the movie there was a movie called On Ongoing or something. I almost got my kids to see it in March during March break, and it was like I was like, is anyone? When I was looking to buy tickets, there was no one in the theater because it was right around the time people weren't going out anymore and then yeah. the very next day cineplex said they're not gonna they're gonna close down their theaters because of this site so uh we almost i almost took them to see just to see something it wasn't something i really wanted to see but now it's for free on uh you know, disney plus or something so yeah onward right onward yeah onward yeah, yeah. I mean, it's nice, it's nice for companies to do that. Um, Like they produce movie and then they still release it for the public to watch um, like on schedule Uh, because there's the, there's the opposite where, for example, like Mulan, right. was supposed to release around this time and Disney held it back because it's supposed to be like box office, Boston movie of the year, but yeah. like for the numbers, they don't want to release it, right? They want to yeah. wait until this thing blows over. Yeah, and superhero movies are all getting pushed back. I, the one I was looking forward to is Top Gun, the latest Top Gun Maverick movie, and it was going to come out. Uh, my son's birthday is June twenty sixth. I think it was coming out June around that time. So I was saying, hey, we could go see it for your birthday. You know, <laughs> it was for me too. But he was looking forward to it as well. And now that's been pushed back to December for now. But yeah, everything's pushed back or, or delayed till next year. Yeah, they're not making movies right now because you know, obviously, so social distancing. So you know, this thing—it's affecting everyone. Affecting everything, yeah. Everything, yeah. I was looking forward to the movie. I was looking forward to is um, uh, Black Widow. That obviously got pushed back as well. Yeah, for entertainment, movies, games. Um, I was realizing with my board games, whatever, I haven't been able to buy one in a while, and I was realizing that yeah, we all have to be content with what we have, which is a lot, but. You know, we always look forward to what's new or what's coming, and that's that's not happening right now. So that's the disadvantage of everything. Is that I, I'm, you know, I'd love to get another board game or see what video games or movies are coming out, but there's nothing to look forward to right now because it's all delayed. So, which is like, if on on the glass half full is, hey, now you have time to work on your backlog. Yeah, definitely for sure. No, and I have so many games. I'm like the Star Trek game I have out. I haven't played it since I moved two years ago. So that's why I'm relearning it. But, um, you know, yeah, I have plenty to play in the meantime. You don't always have to have what's new and what's great. But, uh, you know, and then Netflix, Disney Plus, there's so much to watch on there. There's no lack of, you know, entertainment out there for sure. (laughs) Yeah, that's totally the way I've been looking at it, too. It's just like, you know, everyone's, you know, humming and hawing and, Mm. oh, this game's delayed, this game's delayed. But it's just like... Mm. You know you've got a hundred games sitting in your backlog. Just play those. Exactly. You know what I mean. Like, yeah. The game will come when it comes, kind of a thing, right? Like, yeah. The other day, my son know. texted me because um, I was working, and he texted me and he said, "Daddy, um, Formula One, twenty twenty, whatever." Like he's he mentioned something about Formula One twenty twenty um, is starting in May or it's coming in May. I said, "Really? They're gonna have a race now? I thought they were postponed all the races." And then he texted me back. I said, no, I mean the video game. <laughs> so I thought he meant the actual Formula One season. Um, but, yeah, so the Formula One game is going to be available for download in May. But I'm wondering what's going to be in it, really, because there's no Formula One season right now. And the one we have from last year has 
all the latest stuff. So, you know, I don't know. Is it worth it, you know? Yeah. The only thing that's happened over the season, of course, is some drivers have changed teams. But, you know, like, is that worth 80 bucks? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so, yeah. Uh, sorry, going back to what I was playing. Yeah. Uh, what, did, what did I say? Oh, yeah. Sorry. Uncharted. I was talking about Uncharted. Yeah. So, yeah, Uncharted. And uh, I think that's it. Oh, no, sorry. And then, yeah, the last game I kind of wanted to bring to everyone's attention uh, a game that I've been playing, this really wicked game uh, called Control. I don't know if you guys have heard of it. No. Um, it's a third-person action game. It's really cool. It's uh, from the developer Remedy. I think it's Remedy. So they made, I don't know if you would remember, Robin, they made, um, or I don't know if you played their older games. They did, I think Alan Wake was one. I don't know if you ever played that game. Uh, or, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think Max Payne is another one. Oh, Max Payne. Those, oh, are, yeah. some of, those are some of their older games. Uh, Quantum Break is another one, but that that was an Xbox exclusive. Mm-hmm. But uh, anyway, it's that studio. So they, they came out with a, a game called Control. Uh, third-person action game, and it was actually they just added it to PS Now, which is their PlayStation Now, which is their their streaming service. Yeah, which I subscribe to. Um, actually, I wasn't I was a huge subscriber of that service for a long time, and then I let it lapse uh, just because you know this their streaming service is it was it was kind of buggy and it wasn't great it, it was just wasn't consistent sometimes it would be good other times it, it it wasn't so anyway i let it lapse and then when i found that this game they brought this game to the uh to the service then i i signed up again mm-hmm. so i've been playing that it's really cool so what what that is is um uh you play as this so third person action you play as this girl uh, this redheaded girl her name's jesse faden if i remember correctly and uh, you become you're like the new director of this bureau. Oh, what what are they called? I forget the name of the, the, the Federal Bureau, bureau like. of Control. <laughs> yes. Oh, are you looking at it right now? Yes. Uh, I think <laughs> yes, yes, that's exactly it. Yeah, FBC Federal Bureau of Control. <laughs> and um, so you show up at at their headquarters. You become the new director, and the the old director basically killed himself spoilers and uh, so you become you the new don't say director. spoilers after you say the spoilers <laughs> my bad uh, i think that i think in their in their like in their trailers that's revealed so i don't think i've spoiled okay anything, fine but, um so you become the new director and you you take so you take on his weapon this service weapon which is like this this gun that has all these special abilities it almost has a life of its own so you take on this weapon and you're basically going through the headquarters, which is this, they call it the oldest house, which is this huge, huge building. And inside it's been invaded by this, this, I don't know, weird paranormal, paranormal demon called the Hiss. <laughs> and they've killed and infected everybody. And it's just super creepy. Like you're going through this facility and it's huge. And, um, it's, it's a metro, it's a metroidvania. So like as, as you're going through levels, there's certain areas you can't access right away, but it's not until you, you know, you 
go further and progress in the game and get certain abilities. So, and then you come back and then you might be able to access those areas. So it's, it's a lot of exploration and things like that. But anyway, you're, you're going through this house. It's all creepy. There's this, there are these enemies known as the hiss uh, that you have to fight. And there's like dead bodies, you know, hovering and, and, and hanging from like the ceiling. Like it's super creepy, but it's really cool. So anyway, you have, as you progress through the game, you get more abilities and you can levitate and you can like, you could pick up things, you know, with the power of your mind. And you've got this kick-ass service weapon that you can shoot like it's really cool like if you look at the trailers you'll 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 see exactly what i'm talking about but this game is a lot of people talk about it and it's it's won a lot of awards but it didn't it's fun like it didn't win like at the video game awards last year it didn't win game of the year and at the dice awards it didn't win game of the year but like in my opinion i think it should have because it's a really fun action game uh, actually, IGN gave it, made it their game of the year. Uh, but yeah, a lot of the award shows, it came close but didn't quite win. Like at the Dice Awards, if I remember correctly, it didn't win game of the year. But you know what did? Um, Untitled Goose Game won game of the year over it, which I'm just wow, completely flabbergasted. Like, like, Untitled Goose Game. Um, but whatever, to each their own. But uh, so yeah. Anyway, that's that's one game uh, that I'm playing, and I, I think that's kind of it for now. Um, yeah, is that a Stadia game? <laughs> oh, oh, sorry. Yeah, on Stadia, I've been playing Destiny too. Um, yeah, super fast load times. <laughs> is that sarcastic or is that real? No, no, no. That's real. That's okay. Real. <laughs> Every time I talk to Rick. Rick and uh, Dave uh, from work, I, I'm always telling them, guys, the load time. Because on PS4, like, the load times are ridiculous. They're so long. Oh. They're just so long. So, yeah. I mean, I'm sure that'll improve on PS5. But when I play Destiny on Stadia, oh, my God, like, the load times yeah. are so fast. And that's the one. That's the one thing, positive thing. I can probably say about Stadia right now because I like right now a lot of people are kind of poo-pooing Stadia <laughs> just because their game library just isn't great. Like it's you know the tech is cool and um, now we're now we're talking about Stadia, but so I'll I'll keep this short. But you know the technology and the streaming tech is kind of cool, but as a service, like their game library, like it just has a bunch of old games that people have already played. That's kind of the main complaint right now. You know, like their their exclusives aren't ready. So everyone's like, like, why? So everyone's just kind of like, who is this service for? Like, they don't really understand. So anyway, anyway, I, I won't jump that. That's for another topic for another episode. We won't go down that rabbit hole. But that's what I've been playing. Cool. So, yeah, there we have it. You guys ready for the surprise? Yeah, yeah. sure. Uh, going like two and a half hours. <laughs> Let's wrap this up. But yeah, I got a little surprise for you guys. Hold on. Let me just get it. I'm just going to. Uh... What could it be, Elaine? What could it be? Well, we can't see it. So. No, you can't see it. But uh, hold on. Just give me one second. Talk amongst yourselves. Uh, All right. What can it be? So it has to be audio then, right? So... I, wonder, I wonder if it's family related. I don't know. Oh. 
Oh. Sort of reveal, I don't know. <laughs> oh, a reveal is a surprise. That is true. Okay. Uh, so I have a little game we're going to play. <laughs> okay. um, just to close things off. We I love games. Love game. Yep, I've come to the right place then. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, I thought we'd close things off with a little game. Um, so both of you know that I'm a huge, huge fan of kind of funny. Um, that's totally one thing you know about me. So I've actually we're gonna borrow a little game that uh, they used to play on one of their podcasts. Uh, this is a game they used to play uh, a couple years ago. They don't do it anymore because the the host uh, that created the game, he's no longer there. He's no longer with them. But I thought it would be fun. It's, it's a cool little game. They're not doing it anymore, so I'm just going to borrow it. Yeah. And uh, so we're going to play it. It's called uh, Mobile Game or Bullshit. <laughs> Are you ready for this? Okay. Mobile Game or Bullshit. Okay, so I'm going to name – so Robin and – Robin, you're going against Elaine. Okay. So I'm going to name five mobile games. Uh, I'm going to tell you the, the the names of five mobile games, and you have to guess if they're actually mobile games or if I've actually just made up the name. Okay, I'm going to go first, so and then name, do some after. Sorry, I'm going to I'm going to guess on the five of them first. No, you, well, we'll take turns. Like you guess, and then Elaine will guess. Okay, okay, okay. I guess. And then we'll go to the next one, and then I'll I'll give you. Yeah. We'll we'll ta- do tally up the results after. Okay, sure. So here we go: mobile game or bullshit. Courtesy of kind of funny. Okay. Okay. So here's the first game. Boost, and you can't look these up. <laughs> you can't look these up. So don't. I better not hear you. You. <laughs> clicking clacking on your keyboards there okay so first one boost arena mobile is that a mobile game or is that bull, bullshit so i guess okay robin you go first game. boost arena mobile game you're saying mobile game okay so hold on elaine, elaine. mobile game or bullshit boost arena oh we're doing the same ones oh yeah uh, yeah yeah yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Do the same. Okay. Oh, she's looking it up. Okay, hold on, hold on. Let me flip a coin. Let me flip a coin. I feel like it could be one of those bootleg ones. So it's a a mobile game. Okay, Elaine and Robin both say mobile game. Okay. (laughs) We'll go to the next one. Okay, number two. Jam and Spoon. Mobile game. For bullshit. That's a bad, that's a dance band. I know those guys. That that's BS. <laughs> okay. Elaine, what do you think? You think Robin's telling the truth? Jam and spoon. And I could okay, it could be like a little child's thing, you know? Sounds kind of cute. You know, you get a little jam and spoon and you learn how to count how many peanut butter jelly sandwiches you got. Peanut butter jelly time. I want to say yes, it's a game. Okay. Elaine says mobile game. Okay, number three. Uh, Card Quest. 
Uh, I think that's mobile game or bullshit. <laughs> I think that one sounds too obviously like a game, so I'm gonna say BS on that one. Okay, Robin says BS. <clears throat> my turn. Hard West. Yes. All right. I I also call BS on that. That was that's straight up like two words, too simple. Yeah. <laughs> okay. BS for that one. Okay. All right. Number four. Uh, Pixel Stars. Uh, oh my is that goodness. a mobile game or is that BS? Yikes. Uh, uh, I'll say game. I guess I don't know about that one, but mobile game. I'll say. Okay. Robin says mobile game. I got them all wrong. <laughs> <laughs> it, it could be it could be like a child dress up game um all these like half of these sounds like little children games i'm gonna say it's a game <laughs> what do you think oh sorry did yeah. you give your answer yeah yeah game please uh-huh. game okay. 500 alex all right game Okay, last one. Uh, the Temple of Elemental Evil. Okay, that's a board game, so no BS on video game for that. <laughs> I know that one. But what if it's doing like a mobile game version? Maybe. <laughs> maybe, yeah. Maybe. Who okay, was the name again? The Temple of Elemental Evil. Temple of Elemental Evil. Okay, I'm going to say no just because Robin said no with such <laughs> like gusto. It's a D&D game. It's a Dungeons and Dragons game. All right. Okay, so let's go. Let's go through them all. Okay, the first one was Boost Arena. Robin said mobile game. And Elaine, you also said mobile game. The answer is mobile game. Oh, hey. nice. You're both right. Okay. So you yeah. both get a point. Okay. It's hard. Number two. Uh, Jam and Spoon. That's a dance group. And Robin said it was a name of a band, so he said bullshit. <laughs> and Elaine, you said mobile game. The answer is BS. <laughs> They make so, cool dance music. Yeah, Robin gets the point. Um, so yeah, Robin, you're right. It's a German house band. Yeah, actually, they made some wicked dance music, sort of like um, Two Unlimited with uh, you know, um, get ready for this. They made that kind of stuff. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, I, I never heard of them before. You guys are so, beyond okay. me. I have no references. You guys talking about? I didn't even think Robin would know that. Oh, but damn. Okay. Jam and Spoon were very good. You know what? They are Jam and Spoon. They it's one of those bands where two different DJs got together and did a few songs. They, they weren't really a band of. They didn't uh, really. It's sort of like how. Um, again, I might say names that you don't have any clue about, but Armin Van Helden got together with another guy and did um, Barbra Streisand, or whatever you know, those kind of songs. Those are like, and they call themselves Duck Sauce, and that's not. They're not really a band. They're just a couple musicians that got together and did a couple dance songs together. So, hmm. cool, nice, yeah. nice collabs. Collabs are nice. All right. Uh, what was the th- okay third one? Uh, card quest. Robin said uh, BS, and Elaine, you also said BS. Yeah. It's actually a mobile game. Oh, darn! Yes. No uh, points there. 
thought it was too obvious. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Robin right now is Robin's leading, leading two to one. <laughs> okay, no points there. Okay, so now number four. Elaine, you got to come back, man. <laughs> oh my gosh, I don't know. It, it, basically, yeah. if I don't get this one, like yeah. Robin already gets it. <laughs> okay, so number four, Pixel Stars. Uh, mobile game or BS? Robin said mobile game. And Elaine, you also said mobile game oh. and are both correct, actually. Oh, nice. uh, oh but so. Robin wins already. Like- yeah, I know. <laughs> so. and, but and- just, 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 to, just to finish it off, yes. number five, the Temple of Elemental Evil uh, is uh, BS. Yeah. So you both got that one. Yeah. Right? Yeah, that's right. So, yeah. Yeah, Robin won four to three. Nice. Good board job, game. Robin. Now, okay, Robin, you said board game, but I actually have here. It, I have here, according to the guy, at kind of funny uh, Atari video game. Well, so maybe it's both. Maybe it's both. I don't the know. Thing is, that would have been a long time ago, I guess. But D and D comes out with modules, and yeah. they come up with different themes, and then there's a whole line of books and things to go with that theme and you know new monsters and magic whatever and you you know people play that for a while so after a while um they come up with the board game version which is a tabletop game with miniatures and and random tiles for maps and all that and they've had a few so one was called uh something about mad mage was a was the most recent one but um and i have a few of them i don't have i mean i was looking to buy temple of elemental evil it came with little miniatures of skeletons and all that um, mm. I didn't buy that one, but they have a whole line of D and D tabletop board games based on the modules they made for the role playing game, which I guess were based on video games way back when. So there you go. Awesome. Yeah. A little piece of history for you. <laughs> wow. Um, that's all I have guys. Look, we've been going almost three hours now. Yeah. Do you ever think you'd ever do like a three hour podcast? <laughs> no, Never in my life. Yeah. So but anyway, with that, any any closing uh, thoughts or remarks no, before I hit the stop healthy. button? Want to say or add or stay healthy and keep playing games? And, I hope uh, more people play games. Yeah, now learn more to pop- enjoy it with us and more positive interaction with everybody. That's what we need. I like it. I like it. Yeah. 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 Stay safe out there. Yeah. Stay safe. Stay, Stay inside. Game more. Right. And order, what's it? Uber Eats. Uber Eats. Support Uber your Eats. local Uber restaurants. There you go. Don't buy, don't buy groceries. Just do Uber Eats. <laughs> and, you'll, and you'll be fine. Just microwave everything, right? You'll be fine. <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks. That was okay. awesome. Thanks, guys. Ciao. Ciao. Bye. And I'm not gonna